Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 125, which are two movies that the world decided to merge together, not us, and we decided to cover both movies just as the world did. Of course, we're talking about Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, came out this year in 2023, and Oppenheimer also came out in 2023, and of course, that is directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, two unlikely films, and of course, many opinions from all three of us on both of these films. It was fascinating to hear us go through them. So I had certain issues on one film, Daniel had certain issues on another film. We found a way to talk through it through the three-hour episode, and it was actually a really cool episode. I really appreciate it, and uh, kind of co- awesome to do something so, so current. Uh, and so topical because we usually do things a little bit more obscure but there's a lot of fun uh, talking about these movies and sort of talking about the implication of what doing movies like this means to Hollywood and the success of Hollywood and where Hollywood's going to go further from here so really cool to be able to do that uh, don't have any announcements uh, just yet. I sh- actually, I should say uh, that I will be out of town and we won't be able to record uh, any podcasts for the next two weeks. So if you're following us on Twitch, we won't have any Twitch streams for the next two weeks. So the next possible Twitch stream will be on uh, September 9th. So just mark your calendar for that if you'd like to follow us there. Of course, if you want to follow us on Twitch, just go to twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant, twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. Uh, and of course, if you'd like to watch these in uh, on YouTube, we'd love to have you there. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, that is youtube.com slash at martini giant. All right. But for now, please enjoy Barbenheimer. These together did enormous business. Um, I, the Barbie is something like seven hundred million so far. Oh, it's gigantic! And Barbie like uh, probably pushed Oppenheimer to mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. nearly they twice each other. Yeah, yeah, it was a classic um, counter programming example. An American story. <clears throat> it's that's the that's fourth that's largest weekend in box office ever. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. It's pretty great. Uh, and, uh, and there's a lot that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. That just unpacking the meaning of that is huge. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, Especially like these are like, like uh, these are two very movie theater movies. Like they were like, they're advertised that like, these aren't things that you can just sort of like, it's the next Marvel thing you could catch on Disney plus. Like this is an, exp- I like, was sold as both were sold as experiences uh, and together they met a very special weekend at the movies for people and, and community as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Right. I mean, uh, they're scalping 70 millimeter tickets. That's oh no. yeah. Like, okay. Yes. So I, after because they're sold out for so long, after so I got weeks. off the phone with you, I was like, well, I'll buy my ticket right now. Nothing, nothing anywhere. <laughs> I was shut out. That was it. Like you got the last, unless I was going to sit in the literal front row for Oppenheimer. I saw, I've seen it already, but, uh, so I, I did the five perf, Sunday. not the 15 perf. What is the difference between five and 15? Okay. So they make two different versions of 70 millimeter. One of them is shown in IMAX, which is basically Vista vision where it's long. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Right. It's like the old 60s style thing. And then the other the one is five Western. perf where it's shot horizontally. Right, 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 right. Okay, so it's slightly smaller. So I saw the five perf. I see. And how how did that experience treat you 
as the same just, as any other freaking movie. It really didn't make a difference. <laughs> didn't make it a difference. Too. Well, no, it did make a difference. It, they were strobing at 24 frames, and I could see the strobing, as opposed to digital, which has no strobing. <laughs> I saw. I saw it in. Uh, I saw it digital. I saw digital, and it was genuinely terrible. Like really, all of the, all of the whites had uh, very steppy edges. Uh, that almost were, seems like they did that on purpose. Though. It was really, really ugly. because there's no reason yep. why it should be that way. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was too bad. Because I me mean, itself is a very beautifully photographed movie, but like, uh, it was, it was, it was like looking. It was like sitting very close to a TV screen. Huh. Which is a drag. I didn't have that. Yeah. I I saw it in seventy five perf, and it was good. Yeah. Fifty perf. You said. 250 perf. Five perf. Five perf versus That's 15 That's 40% perf. alcohol, actually. Just to let you know. Another yeah. proof. <laughs> Sorry. People perf, know. Proof. I mean, you guys know the difference. You know the difference in perfs. I'm like, like yeah. well, we were still. They I, don't uh, make perfs they don't anymore. Know the audience doesn't know. It's the audience saying. doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Perfs right. is the I amount of perforations in, on the I side. I saw it in one perf. Yeah. In, in, which in, was just in, an animated GIF. They, it was someone loading in slides it was, on a, it was on a it was travel slideshow. That was part of the sound check. And it was great. That was it. That was beautiful. <clears throat> a very curious way to show a film, but, uh, but you know, these old timers, that's how it is. Yeah. So, I don't even know how to unpack this because there's a lot to discuss. The plots themselves are almost. They're radically different films, radically different (laughs) films. And we can talk about the plots and and the consequences and what each one of them means. Mm -hmm. Um, I know. I think there's a vein there. And I think, you know, thinking about it, because I did it in within 24 hours, both films. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a very much a propaganda of, from a very young age of telling you it's all right and life is perfect and everything like then Barbie, right? Like mm-hmm. this is what you aspire and Bobby Barbie is perfect and she's beautiful and great teeth. And at the same time in Oppenheimer, there's like, they do this thing where they, everything, it's almost like the Americans can't handle the truth. I felt mm-hmm. the relationship between the two is when the scene where he was coming in and everybody was clapping towards the end. Yeah. Right. right? And there was this kind of like naive kind of tone to everybody. And I felt like there's a, there's what America does and there's what American citizens know. And yeah, that's exactly, a little bit the, living like, kind Barty of. was formed in the years that Oppenheimer largely takes place in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like so you're I getting, you're like getting there you're like is, a crossover in that. Uh, yeah, like the way they're afraid to tell people they hide um, right. from Americans the truth mm-hmm. in a way, and um, at the same time they feed them this stuff to believe in, and it's almost like they have trouble once they realize that they've seen behind the curtain. And it, yeah, and, and just, both and both films sort of deal with um, perception of that's things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think they, really America hides that perception of things for its citizens. Right. And the perception of things is they feed them stuff that they, you know, it's almost like you want to keep them dumb or keep right. them following this They want tradition. to tell a particular story. You know, That's like, right. Yeah, and yeah. so they were always crafting in Oppenheimer a story. Mm-hmm. And there was always somebody trying to figure out the story. Well, you went to a party with him and that party went to here. And Right. Well, you know, another way to say it actually is that both films are kind of about 
uh, controlling the narrative, right? Controlling the narrative. Yeah. 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 It's sort of interesting. Um, because like the, the, the Bar- Barbenheimer, we said it finally got it out there. Barbenheimer, like it is, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's totally random that these two movies happened together. Um, but, uh, it's sort of spectacular that they did. And, uh, like the, the crowds for, uh, both theaters that I saw it in were, uh, terrific and very responsive and, uh, and very, uh, like everyone really enjoyed it's like it was nice to be out in a crowd watching a movie, and that was the general tone right. for. Ball but I you know, like that. But I think what was interesting is like you know Nolan did this thing. It's like you must see the film in my intended format, or I will freaking slay you. Oh yeah, you I mean, know. This is and his then normal. so so people do that, and they they're, right. they're loyal to the Nolan bullshit, right. which it is. I'm sorry, it is. Well, it's, it's certainly it's it's PR. Bullshit. It's PR. Yes. Yeah. Because here I'm gonna just give it away. This movie is a talky movie. <laughs> It oh, is 100%. not a special yep. effects movie, but they sell it as a visual spectacular amazingness when it's just a bunch of guys talking. This is with a lot of music this is going exactly over. What happened. Which one? Uh, Oppenheimer. 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 Yeah, right. but did they portray it as uh, as really a, kind of this moral opera? Yeah, I right? understand, this, but it's just a yeah, talking like, movie, <laughs> right? I think, I think that there's like, and it's two, like there's no CGI in without, this. We didn't use any CGI. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, like I don't no one know. There's no CGI no one, needed. No one's gonna, no just trying to get it's, a ta- it's a talk seats. fest. It's a very fast paced talk fest, but it's yeah. a talk fest. The, uh, the thing that I would say with, um, with Oppenheimer, like with the, um, how can I say it? Like, this is the same thing. This is sort of the same problem. And when I say problem, I'm just saying like the same confrontation that people had with, um, the hateful eight, because the hateful eight Quentin Tarantino's movie came out in the village, like the, uh, the roadshow edition where you could see it in 70 millimeter and, all this kind of stuff. That movie is all indoors close-ups of people talking. Right. <laughs> like the entire thing. It's super widescreen, but that's pretty much you're seeing yeah. this. That's it's a that. play. It's a play. And uh and so a lot of people were very disappointed in that. And I understand it. But in both cases, I think that the like the the reason to see such things in the theater is that I I don't believe that the reason to see things in the theater is because they're filled with huge visual effects explosion things. Like I do think that I'm not is, saying that I'm that, not well, saying no, I'm just, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that right. like to clarify, like I think what Nolan is, he's not telling people that why he is selling it this way is, well, he has his own fucking thing that he's selling. Like he's a showman and he's selling IMAX tickets. Um, but secondarily, and he's also making an incredibly talky film that he wants to make money. So he's saying, go see it in the most expensive possible format. So it makes a lot of money. Um, but also there is something very powerful about seeing like nothing but close-ups on a gigantic fucking screen. Like it's I, very, very overwhelming. Sure. Sure. Right. And I'm I mean, not, that's, that's, I, and I, first like, of all, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the movie. I'm criticizing right. the how it's, the sales, the sa- right? the, the sa- I totally agree with you. The set, like what he is selling, what he is Intended selling is not see, what you are buying. see this in 70 millimeter. <laughs> the movie would come across just fine right. on my phone. I know, but you, <laughs> it is, it is you're a, a cheerleader for getting people back in seats and saving the industry. That's all they were doing. I, I mean, understand, I but it was just, it's, it's, and also it's, like it's Barnum and Bailey salesmanship. And that's what he's doing. That's pretty the, no special effects. As long as I get like crackers and like the only right. thing you can think of, right. Is you knew there was going to be a giant explosion because you know, right. Manhattan project. Right. right. But you look at this and you're like, Oh, no special effects. It was terrible. It was the worst explosion. 
Well, it's, really, it's like it's all live action footage. It's very very small. Like it's very it's like they don't understand. It's not a good. That's it's it. not a good explosion. <laughs> there's no. There's I no, was talking to no somebody I work with to it at all, and it's it like was like it was the wrong type I, of explosion because it was so dark. It was definitely a fuel based. Right. Yes, it's not a right. good explosion. It did not illustrate the explosion that was conveyed. Just should have been conveyed. Right. I thought. Yeah. Well. I I, I, I and I also think that like they could have done it without the explosion at all. Well, yeah, most likely. I think just that as reflection and lights. Well, the yeah. most effective aspect of that movie was where everything went silent and chairs were moving, but you didn't hear people. Yep. Or right. when the light flashed and it was just the breathing. That was more effective. Great sound effects. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the most effective right. well, I think aspect that, of, I think of that's, that. I think that I think that's what he is because I mean it's not it's not like Nolan doesn't know what a good effects shot looks like, like but what he is just showing you is just shots of maybe like a big oil can fire, like, right? Yeah. Right. That's the and so like I think that it's a it's very like whether it's a good choice or a bad choice, he knows this is not what you're expecting to see. Like he's showing you giant shots of an oil can fire. He's not showing you like something from Interstellar, you know. Like he knows how to create the spectacular super shot. He's done right. a million times. So, like, this is definitely a choice. I don't know if it's a good choice or a bad choice. People may react to it differently. But, he, like, the thing that you think you're buying with this movie, you it isn't there and you don't get it. Here's my, 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 here's <laughs> my problem is that he, he, he villainizes visual effects and yeah, CGI right. and then gives us this, a movie yeah. that requires no CGI at all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, it's, it's like the, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's like, it no is. CGI, Glenn so, Gary, so, Glenn Ross. <laughs> so why, why are you making such a marketing point about no CGI being when, used? And, and I, then I don't know what visual effects being used. And removing it. And that's what upsets me. Mm-hmm. Is like, there's no reason to just turn them into bad people, the visual effects people into bad people. It's marketing. It's pure marketing. It's but just it's marketing. bullshit. Well, it's so like, unnecessary. The movie didn't require any of it. Right. And so right. he just like less bad mouth Republicans while we're at it. And they do that too. So yeah, well, like, <laughs> this is the thing is like, there's, and this may be true for both movies. It is true for both movies for me is like, there's multiple kinds of reviews you can give these movies. I think that like m- my feelings about Oppenheimer as a movie are very different from my feelings about uh, Nolan as a person or s- salesperson or anything like because like i'm you know i'm as irritated as anybody like if anyone if people don't know what we're talking about here is that like there are a great number of vfx artists who are not credited in 80 percent 80 percent we're not so credited crazy. in Oppenheimer, probably because they didn't want to uh get in the way of their there's no cg marketing like that's a drag and it reinforces terrible ideas about what visual effects are. And it's also why visual effects and in general all are these articles in a bad came, state. All these articles <laughs> that came out as like the only visual effects, only CGI ever used in a film is when they put a dress on her for the India release. Oh, baloney. Which is such... I mean, it's it's oh, baloney. Oh, I'm sorry. Did they film the planet from outside blowing up with yeah. fire? Or when did the room begins that? to fall apart with actual digital effects, yeah. I, did they not use a computer or did they use an yeah. abacus? <laughs> Look, yeah, it's silly. It's I mean, it's absolute... It's total nonsense. So total I, nonsense. I'm just going to get that out of the way in terms yeah. of that conversation because I think it's 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 cruel and it's unnecessary. And yeah, there's well, no it, reason to badmouth visual effects like when, it, 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 when it you is, film. They're is, playing off of the uh, of the the general feeling the general feeling in audiences that 
uh, when I see shitty CG, that is all of CG. If I can detect it, that's when I know it's CG. And so, like, it, what they don't know is that you see CG so much of your time watching things, you wouldn't even believe it. Like, if you're just watching Netflix shows, just regular shows with Everything. no science fiction in it at all, CG galore all the time, totally photoreal, and you don't see it. That's because these people are super, super good at this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's only when you have incredibly shitty pipelines of incredibly abused artists uh, that are uh, out of uh, businesses that are built around an abusive relationship with um, uh, filmmakers that you end up with shots that look like shit that look like CG shit. Right. And that's why people are like, no one would never use CG. Baloney. No, <laughs> like, no. And, but the problem I have is that he's reinforcing that CG is bad, Absolutely. which is completely yeah, wrong. It's a total asshole thing to do. It's ridiculous. It's an it's asshole em- thing to do. So that's a little bit of my asshole thing to do right there. Now, like, here's what's interesting, though. I will tell you this. Um, um, uh, Scott Ross said, saw Oppenheimer. It's not a masterpiece. I think people are just, they're just so used to seeing crap these days. On that, television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's also right. the big theater experience that people have been locked away for so long. Absolutely. I'm good it's at, just I, like, I, oh. I, I, I know I feel like I'm bad-mouthing Oppenheimer the whole time. I am not. I actually thought it was a really great film and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, I was delighted when I found out it was more of a, no talking stuff people? like it it's was a, a thinky movie it's a yeah. thinky movie it's a little uh tinker yeah. taylor soldier spy you know no, what i mean it's yeah, like totally. and it's great it's a little all yep. the president's men for god's sakes yep. you know yep. um and it's yeah like i said the the, the reviews that like if i'm reviewing nolan i have i have a lot of criticisms if i'm reviewing the movie i'm gonna say that's a really good movie <laughs> yes that's a good way <laughs> like of putting the, it yeah that's a good that's way it. of putting it so like, I, he's, I think, he's treating VFX people like a fucking prick is what he's doing. But I don't, like, yeah, it's embarrassing. He, I'm not an apologist for him, but I, I don't, you know, there's marketing people take over. The, it, yeah, I mean, exactly. you're, I know. you're right. Could be true. I don't you're know. Right. I don't know what the situation is, you know, but wh- whoever, like he is responsible for it. It's his movie. Like, so if he catches flack and he's like, oh, fuck, I fucked that up. Well, you fucked it up. Like you, yeah, that's hurting the industry. Well, there's, and there's articles that have come out talking about how right. it's bullshit hope, that 80% I hope that he's a nice guy and he's like, and he apologizes. I didn't mean anything like that. It was all marketing got away from us, which happens all the time. I totally right. agree. Like there, there have been movies that I've worked on that I didn't receive credit, even though I worked on huge swaths of it. Yeah. You know, like you just falls off the plate. There's lots of people involved. So that may be the case. However, if someone's going to take the blame for it, it has to be him because it's his production, his product, his studio and his movie. So like, that's that's it i hope that he doesn't want that to have happened i hope he didn't choose for it to be you know a way to dick over cg people but right. he should know that he well, dicked over cg people <laughs> if you're going to dick over cg people you should because it's cheap and easy it's cheap right? and easy. Well, everybody does it right? he, he did dick over cg people and he talked about a film format that was not necessarily the most important part of the movie but right, right. what that did is that it got everyone in the theaters. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like I said, it's Barman Bailey action right there. That's and, and the like, fact I don't like the way fact to that, the egress. You know, I, that I don't like the fact that anti CG is a selling point. I know it's fucking trash. It's trash. <laughs> like I would like, I, I can't believe that that like just, just because fucking CG doesn't have a union basically. Like it gets, it gets turned into the fucking, 
it gets it's like oh we can like yeah we can screw these guys over good it's fine they it's a good, good leverage for our app marketing let's do it i'm yeah. like like instead of like actually having a detailed uh way of talking about it which is like listen the reason why um the reason why cg as just as a business took over is largely because it's better at a lot of things than other forms of vfx um but even then it gives producers more control that's why they wanted it to be everywhere like it gives them it gives them control all the way through post right as opposed to you make hard decisions in pre-production commit to them and if you're going to change it you have to reshoot it now they don't even like the director can be done and go home and you can still be figuring out action sequences with your CG group. Like, it doesn't make any difference. And so, uh, like, I personally worked on superhero movies in which that I never, we never saw the directors at all. Like, these, these se- the action sequences that people enjoy are being created wholesale by the, the, the teams of VFX people that are working on the film or in the, the previous guys. And, uh, you know, the director maybe may see it once every couple of weeks, maybe, and, and do a sign off, you know, and like the, and, the, and some of these and producers come in and change things and change things and change things and change things until you run out of time, run out of money. And then the shot looks like shit. Cause you basically just started it two days ago and it's too late and you have to hand the shot. In. And that's why you end up with shitty shots and they don't care. And nobody gives a shit. And, and the right. audience, and audiences blame us. Why there's I- actually, <laughs> so, there's actually some interesting well, article about the- it. and specifically there's a podcast where some guy a very popular like meaning non non-technical podcast where it's like why does cg look so crappy these days and they're like marvel marvel yeah. is fucking everyone yeah, it's and it's not the artist's line. fault yeah exactly. it's the it's decision making good. that's being put up right. so well it's always decision making but I, I knew that this business was in trouble when i vfx souped a film in 2010 and i remember having a discussion it was my first film as a VFX supervisor and I was going over schedule and the producer was like, he, I guess he wanted to go and, you know, grab a, a light sandwich or something because he was like, you know what? You'll be done with the VFX when I tell you. Okay. And he just left. Yeah. Right. And I was like, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's he just doesn't give a shit. And it, you know, to him, it was like, just B levels good enough. Yep. I just want to get this in the can and move forward and make my money. Yep. But that attitude is what killed the business. Marvel, it's the, that lazy attitude is what made Marvel flourish right. well, because like they're his, like, yeah, it just makes right. money and we don't have to overthink it. We these, already own everything. These, these studios go out and they get like some big tax break to shoot somewhere. The executives pocket the money from the tax break and then they make special effects, visual effects companies fight over a uh, to Scripts. drive the price down. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. basically they what happens care. on the show. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stop caring. Right. This <laughs> so is why was... visual effects companies go out of business. That's right. This is, you know, like people are like, it's, it's really, it's really ridiculous. And I so, yeah, like, like Nolan is a, I understand his commitment to uh, the aesthetic of film. That's great. But like Tarantino has the same thing and he realizes that he is simply obsessive about it and he wants it his own way. He doesn't take it out on anybody else. Meanwhile, Nolan makes it his fucking advertising campaign. Like that's that that's that's oh. jerky. It's abusive. It's jerky. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Like he, Nolan he knows and, as well Nolan as, and Tarantino, like they're big money for 
for Photocam because that's the last oh, lab sure. that will produce the that yeah. will yeah. film. <laughs> and it, like, I mean, uh, like I, you know, for for the time, uh, like I'll I, to talk about the decent side of it. Well, and talk about Tarantino, where he's just like he, and I agree with him that if you want like the best looking stuff in the world, shoot film. It's still the best. However, it's not going to be true for very much longer. So let's not worry about it too much. And besides, it's also that, just it, the the, it's, the problem. It's a, is, it's a taste thing. Like it, Michael well, Mann's shot also, on video, and it looked great. The biggest issue is that it takes too long. Yeah, exactly. To, like, like it, you have to develop the film. You have yeah. to produce the film. You have to scan it's expensive the film to do it. As opposed hard, to, it's, it's in the difficult. hard drive. Just, <laughs> but like, yeah, exactly. But Tarantino thinks about it only in terms of himself, what he prefers, and how he wants to work. That's totally fair game. That's what he wants to right. do. He's got the money to do it. Go ahead and fine. That's fine. That's great. You know, like uh, Nolan has found a way to leverage people's ignorance. So he can make more money. And even though that actually hurts VFX workers, like yes, and that fucking that's, blows. You're right. Leveraging people's <laughs> ignorance is really the, exactly yeah, what I think that's a good He's way. He's a smart of, guy and he could, he could do a much better job of explaining himself. That, and that, and it comes back to like, he is, he's a, he's a filmmaker who makes dumb people feel like they're smart people. Well, yeah, the thing is like, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I am a, like I'm a, I'm a no past a certain point. I'm a huge Nolan fan. I'm not, I'm not huge on his early movies. So like, I have nothing to say bad about, especially his last many movies I've really loved. I think they're terrific, ter- terrific films. Yeah. And just like, just like I also think the guy who directed, um, uh, life of Pi is a wonderful director. He was and horrible. A I fucking was jerk apparently. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, he was horrible for the effects artists. He oh, destroyed yeah. a whole company and he didn't give a shit. And he joked. He about did it. not care. Yeah, that was care. really the time. Yeah. And so well, like now you know Nolan what? is not that bad, but what Nolan is doing over this just to fucking get his, get people, get people in the theater. Like don't do it at the expense of people's livelihoods. That's all I'm asking. What were you going to say, Eric? Well, it was, it was really the, the, the life of pie thing that was really the, the beginning of the oh, end. Embarrassing. Yeah. And it's just going to ebb and flow. People are going to, good people are going to leave the business because they got screwed around. Yeah. And that's basically it. That and that's really was the nail for me. That was the totally, totally was so disrespectful. That was, that was it. When I was I like, realized. fuck this guy, man. He sucks. And, I, and I quit the VS. I pretty much quit visual effects not yeah. long after and that. And they were making fun of it at the Oscars again. Yeah. I'm well, just like, good luck, man. What the fuck, man? <laughs> good like, luck. Hey, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're all in support of the actors and the writers. So I'm trying to do all that stuff. That's great. But yo, it's, <laughs> like it's really stupid when people crap where they sleep and yet they do it. And so. I was like, after that guy, that producer said that comment to me, and then it was some other things. I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch out for myself. I, I just, these guys don't, nobody cares about the business. So I, I think there's filmmaking that's, that's going to become interesting again. And I think that this is, it, what, we're not well, talking about filmmaking. Gonna, we're talking about visual effects. I understand. Right and I, and I think that's part of filmmaking. Well, I I think it's, also, that, obviously, filmmaking is, Chris, but hold on a second. That's, of course, but we were just talking about that. We're not talking about the life of filmmaking and interesting things. The point we should really circle around is, is that if you want this interesting filmmaking to occur, which you think the seventies will come back again, and I don't disagree, there's going to be huge hole in the, a business that will help excel that filmmaking. So it is Absolutely. a big problem and right. writers and other things. I think that what their behavior over the past 15 years 
when that revolution comes, there's going to be a lot of missing it's people, be payback, man. <laughs> or people, or young people who are talented, but their careers are starting out, so the well, work won't be as great. I well, here's here's what I think is going to happen, and I know I beat this drum all this all the time, is that the studios and their pipelines and all of this bullshit mechanism that has supported the Marvel style of filmmaking for so long is not long for this world. Like that can't be like, it's just like people want to go see good, interesting films. Pipeline does not produce good, interesting films. Um, people want uh, visionary, good looking images. And that's not what you get with pipeline VFX with 10,000 people, you know, and all these things are becoming are in within reach of very small production crews of like 10 to 20 people. And like you can set, you can make stuff that looks incredibly good and sell direct to distributors or put it up on a platform. Like none of these fucking idiots or their studios, it's, it's useless. Like they don't do anything like the, the things that produce Marvel, the studio system that produces Marvel films is as dated as it could possibly be. And all you got to do is let go of wanting to work with them. Like they don't actually provide you anything. So don't. I I do want to get back to what Eric said because I think I agree with you and a lot of what you said. However, I think that you know if you want to go back to our analogy of the seventies, are the seventies the reason seventies succeeded in some ways is because they gave chances to brand new filmmakers that didn't know Absolutely. what the hell they were doing. Right? Chris, I think again. You, okay, you're missing my point. It's, okay, well it's, then, because we I were talking it, I, about yeah. no, no, we were just talking about visual effects business, Life of Pi, and the directors, sure. and then you were talking about you know great films. What I'm saying is that these great filmmakers that are emerging for this new '70s, a lot of the support, the artists, the craftspeople that made the '70s films cool. There's a hole in the world of craftspeople, like visual effects people, everything because of all these things going on. Think about this. Think about like what CG did to matte painters, right? Mm -hmm. And they left or optical people, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if, if this whole regeneration, I worked at an optical house. So I used to scan film and do it that way in the late nineties. It's like all those guys that were brilliant guys in the scanning room are gone. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one working at Whole Foods and it's like all these great things at craftspeople because there was not a unified industry where they were protected and, and all. So when these great revolutions come or renaissance periods for great new film directors, there's going to be gaps in things because no one stood by as a whole unified force, right? They were all like the producers I worked for. I said, sure. you'll be done when I tell you to get done. And it's like, okay. And then right. so I left and people leave and just you count the numbers. And then when a great filmmaker comes, it's like he's not going to like, I really, is that guy still around who did this or this or this? No. How do you do this? It's like there's a lost craft, which didn't need to be, you know, it didn't need to be that way. And it's a shame. And, and you can, you know, even Ang Lee could have, he could have really changed or been like they are filmmakers as well, the visual effects guy, and given them um, yeah, some is, recognition right. when he Instead won the Academy just... Award. Can, and it wasn't like his movie was like Roller Coaster or Tower and Inferno. The whole movie was like blue or CG. green screen. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it was literally all CG, and yet right. he couldn't recognize. That's a 
big problem. So like the, 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 the thing that I'd like to point out is like the, what the relationship with what Nolan, the, the, what Nolan is leveraging, uh, meaning, uh, CG is bad, right. In order to make money, right. Is that ignorance that he is leveraging, right. Is what the studios are doing again now, right. Like they, uh, what this could be solved what do you mean they're doing it again doing now? now meaning like the the problem you're talking about eric is like all these all the folks like for instance like the entire um most artists that i deal with most writers that i deal with are all super anti-ai right and the reason why they are is because they've been effectively nolanized right they're just like no one's like cg is bad computers are bad ai is bad it, it's it's bad like that's cheating that's cheating when actually those are the tools that will fill the hole that you are talking about. Like the craft, the craft uh, creation industry, like the old model shop at DD, et cetera, et cetera, like is gone, right? All of those people uh, refusing to make, to change over into a media that will allow them co- to continue to work and make art easier under a smaller budget for themselves are not choosing to do that because they look at it and say like, Oh, these computers are ruining everything. That's the Tom St. Armand argument. Like Tom St. Armand, I've talked about it before. Tom St. Armand is a great animator. Um, he worked on empire strikes back as a physical animator under Phil Tippett. And he, when spaz, uh, uh, created incredible looking dinosaurs for Jurassic park and changed the industry. People like Tom St. Armand changed how they did effects. Yeah. Like, and because they changed, they continued to work. They're like, I'm a great animator. It doesn't matter what media I am animating in, right? Um, but it's all changing again, right? And all of the artists, all the people that Tom knew that were traditional animators went out of business. They worked at, you know, at Ralph's, you know, because they wouldn't make the change. That's what's happening to writers and artists right now, Right. And the studios are encouraging it because it keeps them in control of the situation as it starts to fly out of control. So well, what, what I would on. say there's is, a couple of things. There's a couple of extra, a couple of caveats to this. I want to note, <laughs> okay, because this has come up, right? What the studios are doing is they know that the AI can't necessarily write the whole script, but they want the AI to write enough of the script that the writer doesn't Come get the credit. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so like, it's like, oh, no, you didn't come up with the idea. The AI right. did. So the AI owns it, i.e. I own it. And so you're not going to get any credit. I'm just going to pay you your day rate right. to fix the script. Exactly. You're just a, you're just a fix it guy. You're just a, like a, you're just a, a tracer. You're just a, 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 a CG a bottom of the line technician. Right. And like, the thing is that this is not a new scam. This before, before AI, I'm, I'm a victim of the scam. Like, uh, as I have gone and pitched lots of things around Hollywood and I'm a writer and all this kind of stuff. I'm not union. Um, but, um, uh, like there's a scam that they run studios, which is they'll have writers come in and just like, just, just, a, just a meet and greet, just talk about some ideas, you know? And, uh, then they're like, so long, what would you do with, you know, like a fucking Frankenstein movie? Like what, what kind of thing would you bring to the table? And you start like, just to spitball stuff. And then they take it. They don't pay you for this stuff. They just take it. It was part of a conversation they were having with you and they just take it and own it. That's it. Like that's what the, that's the kind of relationship they want. Right. And so yeah. what, like what, what I'm saying is that 
you don't need these motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, it was like, interesting. It was interesting, Eric, because you brought that up to me earlier uh, in a different situation. And it's a, it's a it's a person we know. And I'm not going to m- mention names because this is recorded, but it's a person we, we both know. And Robert I didn't Talmadge? know that. No, no, I said we're not going to mention names. Mr. But, Talcum? No. <laughs> but, uh, but it Bob was. Bob Talcum. No, it was when you were working at Telegraph and you, the guy came in and says, hide your monitors. He, he oh, steals yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah, well, and I, I didn't know that about that. that person. I thought he's a cool guy. And he was like, Hey, why don't you come by? Show me some of the stuff you're doing. And you said, don't do it. And then I realized, Oh shit, that's exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He wanted oh, me to take my ideas. These are fucking thieves. They're thieves. That's what, it, how it works. Like they're yeah, it's like, what like, are you doing in R and D? And it's like, great. I'm going to take your idea and say, I invented it. There, there is a movie that exists. It's terrible. There's a movie that exists. That's a true story that, about that guy. I know that, it is, and and I realize and it's really said true. That. It's I really know. like holy there, moly. There, I'm, t- I'm telling you that there's a movie. Dan, that Thrawn. there's a movie. That was his name. A, I'm sorry. There's I'm a movie that exists that you can watch on HBO. Right. It's not a particularly good movie. It did mediocre business. Blue Cortez. Blue Cortez. I didn't want to oh say the name. But so good. I love the There ending. are so many of my ideas in that motherfucking thing. I was shocked. I was like, this is a meeting that I took with some douchebags, and they simply wrote down everything I said and gave it to somebody else and saying, like, you have to write our script. This is our idea. Write this script. And they underpaid that guy, didn't pay me, and then they got money for a movie. Pretty fucking well, good deal. Here's another <laughs> thing. When you hear another thing that gets done, and this happens all the time, right? Uh, method. I was mm-hmm. at Method, and they were doing a bid to work on the first Thor film, where they had to do the Rainbow Bridge, right? Yeah. Right. And it was a fiasco at the time, a political fiasco, because it was right after the merger with Riot, etc. And it was just the worst, the worst pitch video I've ever seen. It was just horrible. It was a joke. It was might as well have been like the Mimi cat, you know, the cat with the, with the rainbows coming out the asshole. Like that's almost almost what it looked like. And I was like, I can't believe that we submitted this, but Gabby said, don't worry about it because she bid the lowest bid. (laughs) Right. Right. And so guess what? We won with that crap. Right. Right. And the, the contingency was okay. You win because of your price, but here's the best one we got from ILM. You have to make it look at as good as that. With the shitty price. With the shitty price. So make it just as good as that at that price. This is that's what I mean, man. Like here's your reference. It has to look as good as this. Yeah. This is the the, so when when you hear me blathering on about that, embrace the new tools, take control of the situation, and fuck the studios. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like this is all they're going to do forever. Yes. And the thing is like no the one, studios are the problems, not the tools. Is yeah, exactly. The studio, <laughs> the studio is the problem. They're a bunch of thieves and they don't do anything. They don't right. fucking make anything. They don't do anything like, and, and there's, and there's a version of everything that you need yourself to get together. 20, if you had 20 people together right now, within uh, a short period of time, you'd have something that looked as good as everything everywhere all at once, but you don't have a theater system. That works. You, exactly. But you also don't really need a theater system. Well, you don't really need one too. But anyway, yeah. let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's sort of, uh, back on, back on track with, yeah. with, uh, Barbara yeah, that's, that's all of Nolan being a fucking jerk about VFX. Like that's Nolan that's being that. a jerk about VFX. Yeah. Um, great filmmaker. Great, great filmmaker. What if he didn't have anything to do with that? 
It may not have. I don't I'm like right now Maybe he's just a, right now I, Nolan is just a symbol of my anger towards this kind of situation. Well, he also all he of his nice films guy. keep doing that, right? He keeps talking about um tenant or whatever. Oh, no, we blew up a real airplane or whatever the hell it is, you yeah. know. Right. So, he's always going to try to like he he doesn't he doesn't do very much to like it, he's a very smart guy. He could figure out a way to who likes to explain things. He could figure out a way to articulate the actual problem so that it wasn't hurting VFX people. But instead, he's just like, I just think that CG looks like shit, and so I do it in a special way that you you uh, you have to see a pain. Yeah, that's, that's just douchebaggery. That's just douchebag stuff. It is it is it is Barnum Brothers Barnum Brothers railing circus stuff. I get it. It's business. But in in that VFX it has been, you know, like like VFX is as fucked as any as any other writers or actors, and it can't be saved because they have no union. I did love the business. <laughs> I loved doing visual effects. I really yeah. did. And it was loved, great in the early I loved 2000s. Being an artist. That's right. I loved being an artist. I worked so hard. And, you know, a lo- I, I just, you know, I, it's, it, you know, that's just the way life is and whatever. But the smugness is what makes me make comments like I just did. The yep. smugness. I it's like you. there's so many smug douchebags. Yeah. And at the same, it's like, okay, good luck, you know. <laughs> And, and, and to be clear, like, I don't, I've never met Nolan. I've never worked with him. I mean, like, for for instance, everyone told all of us, like, what a, no, Fincher's an asshole, an absolute terrible person, screams at everybody's out. He's like, great. He's, a brat. he's fucking awesome. He's great. He's, he's one of the best and he's people not, to work for, period. He's in the business, though. But he's not, an, he's not, he doesn't yell at people. He's he's none of the things you've heard about, you've never heard, you've, all the bad things you've ever heard about Fincher. We've worked with him. We can tell you they're not true. He's and very so he does, reasonable. He does, <laughs> His he requests does have, are very reasonable. Yes. He does have big hands. He has, I have, and I told him to his face, Dave, back off, man. I know how big those hands are. Uh, actually, no, I just embarrassed myself like I always do. Anyway, the, um, that, that, so Nolan may be a really good guy. I don't know him and I, and I can't say. He is only a symbol of what I perceive to be a problem. And I'm, if we ever meet him and he's a great guy, I, t- I take people's, actual uh interactions over anything right but but right now that is representative of a problem that isn't going to get any better no and it's too bad it's a drag uh, it's, it's too, far too done. bad yeah. i actually think i i do think probably i'm completely wrong but i'm going to say it anyway but i think some of the at least that i've been in the business i think one of the things that really, really contributed, in my view, that killed our business was giving the states all those tax credit rights where they fought and bargained for them. Yeah, it's bad news. Treating you know states I mean? like the visual Because it industry. just made everything like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the successful people were brokers who right. can just manage all that. I did a film as a VFX soup, not the one where there was the douchebag, but another douchebag. And this guy, <laughs> who's well-known and very wealthy... I won't say Robert Talcum's name, but <laughs> Bobby he T. would buy these credits and, and bid them off. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was doing this whole, he had this whole angle with the sub companies that he had and they were buying all these credits and just, and I'm like, some indie film director is going to get screwed by this. You know, well, it's just, here's, here's absolutely. I know right it's a thing. market, but it's still like, but it's, but it's, but it's a scam also. It's a political scam because here's what happens, right? Let's say you're a governor of X state, right? And you want to convince your 
elect uh, the people who vote for you, mm-hmm. right? That uh, that you are going to bring business to their state. You can try to bring a big factory that's going to bring fifty thousand jobs over, but that doesn't work, work very well politically. If you have Arnold Schwarzenegger on stage shaking hands saying, "I'm going to give credit to visual effects," right? And it isn't. We're going to make movies in the state of Georgia or whatever the heck it is, right? Right. right. Uh, that is going to get people to vote for you more than building a train factory. That's <laughs> true. Right? true. Right. And because you're shaking hands with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, right? It's cool. And so that's, that's how it's going to work. And so that it's a political scam. And by the way, they, this, there was a big thing in the state of Louisiana where they went through is like, holy shit, wait a minute. We're losing 80 cents on the dollar on these credits. Yeah, it's fucking it's a disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster. Yeah. They're like, this is bullshit. They were not making any money. We haven't given anyone jobs. We probably hired 200 people in the entire state of Louisiana. Right. And they really fucked that state really badly because yeah. Louisiana was like going to be the big state. Now, Georgia somehow is succeeding. And I think the reason that Georgia is succeeding is because it has a huge black contingency there that's creating mm-hmm. a lot of very interesting like th- that's the like the black Hollywood. And I don't yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Right. And that is well, Tyler kind of Perry. Tyler Perry. Absolutely, man. He's huge. Dude's he's a, one that of the, dude's a genius. genius. Not only is he a genius, he's the third highest richest person in, in Hollywood. Yeah. He's incredible. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. He's, he is like, yeah, I really, really so, admire. So there's something that, that they created in Georgia that it's, I'm not, I'm not making excuses for it, but I'm just yep. saying like, they turned that around. They, but that's they, a, like that's that's Tyler Perry taking control of yes. the situation. Like like yeah, if, yes. if, if if it was the studios, they would be like, oh fuck, George into the earth. Who cares? Tyler Perry saw that you could actually yes. turn it to his like turn it to their advantage and right. and create something uh, that was useful to everybody. Because he and then what's his name in in, uh, in Austin? Um, the uh, Spy Kids guy. Oh Rodriguez, know. yeah Rodriguez, exactly. right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so like, there is, there's definitely these little pockets that are like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna actually make this money work for us. Yes, <laughs> that is the right. That is how to do it, man. Right. That's As to opposed to, yeah, we'll just hire a bunch of, you know, just get people there. Yeah, and done. Yeah, like this. This is the that is the right mindset. Because, like, when, to to bring it back to what we were talking about, like, and and include a little bit of Fincher's, like, the people that you want to work with are the people that know how to make the art for real. Like Fincher actually knows how to do the V effects he's asking for. Like he may not specifically be able to go in and run the box on any particular thing, but he knows yep. very, very well what he is doing, what he is asking for and how it's done. Well, he yep. started out that way. Exactly. So is Joe. <laughs> yeah. And so is Joe. Like these right. guys know what the fuck they're doing and they are there because they want to make a great piece of work right. with great people. And interestingly, Fincher found Joe. Like yeah. or I don't, to some extent, I know. Yeah, yeah, you know they, well, they found each other, but Fincher right. was Fincher when it, when it happened. Fincher right. was Fincher and right. got Joe into Anonymous, but yeah. right. Joe uh, Joe was already very good. Joe's right. already like he was a uh, yeah his his uh, Arcviz stuff and all that stuff is just pretty pretty spectacular. Right. Um. But like these guys know what the fuck they're doing, and they make really good movies. Yep. You know, and like that's and like do you know, like that's that's who you should aspire to be as a as an artist. You shouldn't aspire to work for shitheads which is right. what most of us actually do so it's funny i knew that this is going to go completely sideways and we're not going to necessarily talk about yeah, you can't bring up all that fucking stuff boy 
it's, it's hard for us, right? I mean, these, these 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 wounds are deep. Yeah, these. <laughs> oh God, it's disgusting. We all got we all got burned by that stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that it's interesting. We've kind of there's different levels of like finding a ways around it that we've we've accomplished. Because I still am working on tools that are helping visual mm-hmm. effects and filmmakers and absolutely different stuff. So I still have a definitely deep passion for it. I just think it needs to be approached in a different way. Um, I do want to bring up uh, one other thing that I thought was interesting is that uh, uh, speaking of the uh, of the of the strikes, um, I did do a podcast in 2020 with Duncan Crabtree Ireland, who is now like on all the news. <laughs> yeah. He's the, the now he's this basically the COO of uh, the SAG-AFTRA. Uh, but I did one with him specifically about digital humans, and that has become a huge, huge part of the conversation. What's going on with um, with mm-hmm. a, a SAG, right, and a strike? Uh, so I think it's interesting to sort of look at what that perspective is and how to think about it. And he did say a point: he's like, listen, there is value for sp- specifically high profile. Uh, actors to have scans done for themselves it's mm-hmm. the but they retain their own rights <laughs> that's, i'm worried yeah, about that that is, <laughs> that's the business that you're that you should start in fact like i was talking about uh, this is my friend ben who's the director and it's just like what people should do now is get themselves scanned and create sellable characters like essentially like what, what character actors do and create uh, characters that you can plug into things, uh, either in terms of dress or look or whatever it is, uh, and sell and sell those things because that's what people are going to use. Like, oh, I want a guy that's kind of like this, you know, like a punk dude who is really like right, yeah, that kind of. So chest. basically, but the thing that this is another important, interesting point because there's another company I know called uh, uh, Metaphysics, uh, which is uh, I believe Ed Elbrick is part of it now. Uh, but they basically scan you so that you can't copyright your face, but you can copyright data of your face. Right. So you scan yourself, copy, and then copyright the scan that you right. have. Yep. So and, that, and and same for like voice actors. Like this is my voice. I'm like I'm going to record. I'm going to create the file to replicate my voice, and then you license that. And here's all the voices. Caesar, I do. Caesar, you mentioned Robin Wright in the Congress. What is what is that? Yeah. Yep, that's right. That's a that's a film by the guy who made a, a brilliant uh, uh, animated film called uh, Waltz with Bashir, mm-hmm. and this is another half half animated, half live action film in which um, producers come to Robin Wright, the actor, and say, "We want to digitally scan you to so your 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 image will last forever and ever, and always be able to make movies and always be young and all this stuff. You'll you'll be Princess Bride beautiful for the rest of your life." Mm-hmm. Uh, in in movies, it's an extremely weird movie and a little abrasive, but it is exactly about this subject. Okay, so that's interesting because the metaphysics guys are working on a movie with Robin Wright and Tom Hanks, and they're doing uh, exactly go. that. Yeah, that's they're wild. doing a young they're they're doing a young version of Robin Wright where she can puppeteer herself as a young version of herself based on the stuff, and Tom yep. Hanks is doing the same thing. Yep. Huh. Oh, and a, a slight tangent. Uh, I I couldn't sleep last night, so I stood up and watched The Irishman again. Uh, and, uh, Why would you do that? I, that would make, out, well, that's a good choice to go to sleep. Okay, I get it. Well, this this thing is it was really interesting. I I I I liked it when I first saw it quite a bit. 
Um, but, uh, if you can go back to the show, but, uh, but like, I liked it way more the second time. I hadn't seen it pretty mm. much since it came out. Why? And like, it's, I don't know. It just came off as more coherent and thoughtful. And like the whole thing was a lot tighter. I'm not sure why, but the one thing that I really stuck, got stuck on, see, like I didn't see how they did the aging trick. Right. Until way later. Right. I didn't see the making of. Right. Mm. And now the aging trick doesn't work at all. Like literally at all. It's like, terrible. It's terrible. Like they, they look like they're just wearing shitty makeup. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And, uh, it's consistent all the way through the movie. But what's really weird to me is like the, seeing how they did it. Like these are total CG face replacements based yes. off this. Like, and I was like, I'm looking at it going like, why? Well, yeah, this, well, this is it. First of all, without thinking about what it looks like. Yeah. Right. The CG is flawless i was like this doesn't look like cg face replacement this looks like an actual actor's face with shitty makeup on it yes like it looks absolutely photoreal but you yes. can see the new indiana jones movie you're like yeah sometimes but that's, it's cartoony okay, whatever but, that, but isn't this this is the problem like do you remember daniel when i was working on maleficent and they were like over-engineered the shit out of these pixies. <laughs> yes, exactly. so, I mean, they were, they were working on these pixies for years with freaking tear ducts and right. all this other it's crap all, in there. Unbelievable. And they're fucking tiny little things on the yeah. screen and no one gives well, a I was, shit. I was just like, this is <laughs> like watching this movie and I was so conscious of like, this might be some of the very best CG and compositing I have ever seen. But because it's, it's not because it missed the point. Well, it's absolutely <laughs> seamless. Like all of the technical work is absolutely perfect. Yeah, but it missed it, the point. But the artistry of it fails oh, because 100%. like what it is is shitty. <laughs> like, right. It's but just that's like, also I hate to bag on ILM, but it, that's also the ILM way. They love to over-engineer things to the extreme. They had two hundred D used to do that. Do too, that though. too, of course. But <laughs> ILM really does it because they can upsell the shit out of it. Right. 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 But like they had like 200 artists working on de-aging uh, Harrison Ford for the movie that flopped like a disaster. Right. Yes. So, it did flop. Right. Yeah. It, I didn't though, see it. That, did you it's guys actually, see it? It's a good movie. I like that movie a lot. Like uh, the new well, Indiana Jones movie was, was a pretty good movie. I think it I was like shows it no one cares. No Nobody one cares. Anymore. Which is weird because that's also what the movie is about. <laughs> right. But in any case, if you see it on video, it's that's it's funny. not a bad movie. It's pretty good. <laughs> but like the, the opening 15 minutes or whatever is all CG Harrison Ford. It's, uh, it's pass. It passes. It's just like, yeah, I guess that kind of it works well enough. It's fine. They do some better stuff later on when you start middle-aged where you're like, yeah, all right, fine. But when you watch the fucking Irishman then, that should be the gold standard, the technical gold standard for how to map a CG face into a film. You know where they did a really good, good job of that? They mm-hmm. did a really amazing job is uh, on the, the the last Terminator film. Oh, yeah. Jesus, that's great stuff. Yeah, that one scene where they yeah. have Arnold and the kid. Yeah. Like, that's at the pretty beach. stunning. Yeah, that's pretty great. It's flawless. It's great. Great work. Great work. Yeah. Who did that? It's Barbara and his team. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's really, it's sort of shocking. Was it, it's well, it was Eric Barba. Eric yeah. Barba was part of that thing. Yeah. So you, you know how obsessive he gets about that kind of he, stuff. He so. did a, a bang up, him and his crew did a bang up job. Dude. Yeah. That was, that was like, it, like it did, to the point where it was distracting. You're like, this looks completely real to, that looks like a young Linda Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. you can't pay attention to what's happening because it looks so real. Yeah. 
But, All uh, right, a but, couple yeah. things I want to I want to go over still on 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 Oppenheimer. Again, I don't know if we're necessarily going to talk specifically about the film, but I want to talk about the acting, mm-hmm. not about the technique and the marketing and stuff, which is stuff right. that distracted us, mm-hmm. uh, and the story and the, everything else. There's a bunch of really great things I think in it. The uh, the acting was so good; it's terrific across the board from everywhere. It's just it's just great, really good. Just great. Robert Downey was, Jr. is like, it's great. Robert Downey Jr. was fantastic. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Softy. The, um, oh, yeah. Uh, Straws. No, not Straws. Robert Downey Jr.? He's no, Strauss. Teller. Teller was the, one of the Softy brothers. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, that was Benny Softy. Benny Softy. I'm Benny sorry. Softy. Yeah. Was that really? Yeah. yeah. He said the huge oh, eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. I, I have a story about him, by the way. Hit it. Holy moly. He's fantastic. I love yeah, yeah, I love, the, though... The girl, the English girl that played his girlfriend on the side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Uh, he he was Hungarian, mm-hmm. the real person who was Edward. Who Teller. he's playing? Yep. Uh, and he was my grandfather's classmate. No shit! Wow. In Hungary. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. He said he was very good at math and he used to piss my grandfather off. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man, yeah. That's a real. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. funny. Yeah, and and it's Benny Stafty is. A fucking fantastic actor. He's, he's so also, good. He's also a great director, but he's like, yeah, it's really shocking. Yeah, because and you know, you know, you compare him to the role he played in in a Good Time. A Good Time, which like uh, I didn't know who he was, and I was like, oh, it's interesting. They got someone who's like got real mental challenges to no, be no, he's yeah. an actor. He's just an actor. See, he's great. You see, he's you also directing go, movie. You, you can go full retard. You can't. It was, <laughs> the dude is so fucking good, man. He was yeah. He's just and like it's so he plays everything with so much empathy. And so much like you just, you just yeah. be like, even though you, even when he's playing someone who like really fucks someone over, you're still like, I guess I see it. <laughs> like yeah. He's just, he's just a terrific, uh, human performer. Yeah. Um, I did think there was a lot of overacting in some ways hmm. in the by, movie. By what's his name? Um, uh, the general, you know, um, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Uh, actually, Matt Damon was okay. I thought there was some big momentous things that were being said mm-hmm. and it wasn't subtle. Now it's hard because you can tell, well, first of all, the minute you introduce Kenneth Branagh in it, which is ironic, he was the, one of the most underacting, but Kenneth Branagh always overacts well, I, to me. I, I love Branagh and he is like one of the great, uh, I'm not going to say bad actors, but scenery chewers right and he, him and gary oldman who's also in this movie yes like, i didn't like, realize this gary and, oldman and just like oh, nobody can oldman? fucking truman. He's, he's truman he's truman <laughs> he's terrific like but it, like nobody can overact he and i mean this is so, a compliment nobody can overact like those guys yeah i didn't realize it was i was like yeah. i know that those eyes you know he's so good because he can like, play. He plays Churchill and Truman. Fuck yeah, that it's, guy. It's, like this, this is, there, there's a there's a there's a particular technique. I because I love uh, Oldman. I love uh, um, um, we were just talking about what's what's his name? Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. And uh, the only person that's actually better at this is Daniel Day Lewis. And he only yeah. and, he, and he only goes that far twice. But these yeah. guys just do it all the time. Now they do. Now I don't know if they actually were overacting or the fact that they freaking put. Chris Nolan does the Nolan music on top of everything that's just oh, yeah, yeah, over dramatizes sure. and like, I yeah. mean, it was a little more balanced. I could actually hear what the hell they were saying. 
you know. Right. Well, I mean, this is, as Eric brought up earlier, that it's an opera. It's an opera. It is an opera. That's so, the, so that's basically it. Like, it's, you, like, everything is yeah. hyper stylized, completely and, overblown. And high, so the, high, so high the, the over emotional acting yeah. is what I mean by it. It was, yeah. that was the part that was, it's, it's extremely consistent in its energy. Right. Like, and, uh, and I think that, like, any of these performances might not work in a more subtle film. Um, but they're all balanced against each other very, very well. And, uh, and so he's, he ends up pulling off some really pretty stupendous, bizarre things because it, the whole, the, the feeling of the movie is so heightened all the time and so consistently heightened that it just creates a different experience, a different world. Right. But yeah, I, 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 you know, to lay my cards on the table, I thought it was a terrific movie. I was just like, this is I think I need to see it a few more times to see so do I. Yeah. how it comes together. But just as a ride, I was like, fuck, that was extremely exciting. Like just f- like super intense, great, like pointed, uh, sh- like a really focused point that it's coming to like all there everyone. Was, is but I, beautifully I listen, there's a little bit too much. Like when a movie starts to do, look what I can do, then it's just not a little bit annoying. Right. Like I'll just put it, <laughs> yeah, my mileage may vary. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay, because is, when, he's, look, he's look what I can do. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to make you know one third of the film black and white because it's mm-hmm. from the perspective of this person's story, and then I want you to hear it from the other person from the other side, and right. make that color and just confusing, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it. Yeah, I, like, that didn't bother me as as, as much as. Um, but people had to explain it to you why he did that. And it's like, oh, this brilliance of Chris Nolan again. I'm tired of that crap. Just give well, me a it, good film. This is something, like, no, <laughs> this is did, something interesting. But he yeah. layered all this I, I pretentiousness up of it. Yeah, like because you, you you bring this up with Nolan a lot. And I totally hear where you're coming from. Like, But I, I want to dig into it a bit. Is like because you'll say like he makes um, uh, dumb people feel smart, right? Right. And, and I'm just like – my question is, is that a problem with the movie though? Like that's, no, it's a problem that, with me. Well, it's just an external <laughs> thing, right? It's like, is that is that is that something generated by the movie, or is it something that's just a, a, the cult of Nolan around it makes it sort of a pain in the ass, or There's Nolan a makes cult, it a pain in the yes, ass? Yes, I think it's a cult of Nolan, right? Because yeah. l- listen, this, like I said, was this a good film? Um, yes, it was a good film, right? Hmm. The did it need to have black and white and color? Maybe, but it could have been a little more clear about it. And not does he need to bash visual effects? No, definitely yeah, yeah. not. Like, does that's he need, does he problem, need yeah. to uh, uh, you know absolutely tell him like how Nolan intended it? Like make that a marketing message is part of the seventy millimeter lure. Sure, sure. You know, he maybe gets in he, his own way. He gets he, in his own way. Right. So yeah. so just so uh, that this to me. While people see that as a feature of the film, I see it as a distraction from the film, which was an important film. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that because I, I like the black and white and I like switching between them. I think it's like pretty. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing is that like, I think that the pro, like the, where it interferes with, like where it interferes with the enjoyment of the movie, right? Isn't, isn't in the movie. It is the fact that like you're doing something that if I thought you are a, like, if the experience of talking about Nolan films with Nolan fans was nice, then I would be supportive of these choices. But because it's really fucking irritating, that irritation comes into the experience of watching the movie and it tips it in a negative way when he's making big choices. 
Like, because right. like, it com- ruins the film, right? And yeah. I thought, like, like, yeah, like Caesar is saying, it's like Nolan tends to crawl up his own ass, and I'm yeah. worried that there's not enough room up there for the both, for the of, both us. of us. <laughs> that's a good line. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, like, because I, I think that, like, it's, it's one of these things that's very difficult to be objective about. And, like, uh, it's almost like with, with movies like this from people like him, like, I almost wish these movies were made like a hundred years ago. So I didn't have any particular feelings around the experience. Right. You know? And so like, it gets into like, I understand why people can't watch, um, Woody Allen movies or people don't want to watch, you know, whatever we always bring it up, uh, Chinatown or any mm-hmm. of that stuff. Like, like there's something you know irritating on the outside that interferes with the experience for you. And I totally understand that because I'm as much as I talk against it, I am still susceptible to it because like, it's something that is in my zone of work and it can be annoying. Right. And so I, t- I get that little buzzing fly effect and I totally know where, 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 where you come from on that. I don't necessarily feel it about this particular movie, but I, I, I know what you're saying. And it's uh, like, I, I think, and when you talk about it with people, it's hard not to be like the conversation gets arch very quickly because people either hate him or love him and they have really strong feelings about it and all this stuff. And so they can't just sort of take him a, a middle of the road thing. of like, Oh, it's kind of interesting. It works here. It doesn't work here. That kind of stuff. You never hear that. You're just like, no, it's fucking genius. And if you don't think so, you're an idiot. And you're just like, yeah, I, all right, that's enough of that. All those are not worth <laughs> And, and those right. guys were sitting behind me in the theater. No, it's really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before we starting talking about just being obnoxious about the film industry. And and they clearly they're like, you know, bashing visual effects. And right. it's like, it was just, yeah, I could hear it. And they were right behind yeah, me. And so I'm like, like oh, here we go. That like, is, I'm in a theater with those assholes. Right. So that kind of ruins the theater for me. Yeah, I totally bit. get it, dude. I totally get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? totally get it. Like, I mean, it's like, I'm very, I'm, I'm, uh, whether or not I disagree on, or agree on a particular point, I understand exactly what is the motivating flavor right. there. Yeah. But I want to, I want to give this credit where credit is due. And this film is important. Mm-hmm. And Chris Nolan, yes, he did t- tends to get in his own way sometimes, but he still pulled off a great movie mm-hmm. and an important movie. That everyone should see because it's a story that we need to understand, right? Yep. And there's several parts of the story that need to, and then I'll, 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 has, I'm. There's no point to describing the story. It's too, like, no, I'm not going to describe the story. And, I'm not yeah, gonna, he created the yeah. bomb, but you know, it is, a, it is, and it's a non, you know, of course, because it's again, Nolan, he doesn't do it in a very non-linear way, yeah. right? Right. Which is also fine. I like non-linear mm-hmm. stories. Uh, but, um, there, there's an important part there that to, to realize is like this isn't just about the person or about the attack bomb. It's about um, the what um, fears in the United States, right? Because there's several mm-hmm. fears they had, and the fear wasn't necessarily of the bomb. They right. feared Nazis, then the Russians, and basically it was a it was a red scare, right? Yeah. This right. this movie is really about finding communists. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like this movie yeah, is all about communists. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I think that was fascinating and great that that mm-hmm. because you know that's actually what well what that's happened. the fear like goes back to Barbie. Don't go out into that real world. Yeah, you know. I was Stay actually going to yep. segue that to you, Eric. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's and, just and, fear. It's how they want us built, right? And I want to quote. I don't know who it was in our chat, and it might have been Caesar who called it the pink scare. Which is brilliant. <laughs> that was extremely funny, right? When yeah, you talk people about panic, like, when you have like what's his name, uh, Ben Shapiro, burning Barbies and talking about how it's hurting manhood and blah blah really? blah. Really? Yes, 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 yes. That's going on right now. And <laughs> so that's dumb. that's the pink scare. The pink and scare. Lily, Lily was found it hilarious. So uh, 
it's she, she's working on writing a short for us mm-hmm. where we're going to do a PSA about the pink scare and she's <laughs> built, she's taking a, a a script from the 50s about the how to how to detect a communist and yeah, she's nice. going to she's going to try to turn it into something that could work for Beautiful. us so I told her Beautiful. we'll do it if you want to write absolutely. the script we'll do it we'll act it out you know absolutely she wants to say how to spot a feminist i think she's what she's going to try to do how to spot supposed- a fem- i can hear the voice right now how to spot a feminist <laughs> that's right we can totally do this and so that's what right. we'll do is i won't we'll figure it out we'll figure it out it'll be good uh but uh but yeah so i'm i'm glad that we're we're doing she, she just loves that uh yeah. she loves the fact that it pisses so many people off no <laughs> oh, yeah we got i mean like i'm i'm as much of a fucking molotov thrower as anybody when it comes to film so i think that like my my favorite like my favorite thing about barbie is that it is um it is built to uh make people mad and uh, i i i appreciate that because i think it actually like it actually that kind of stuff like is is heated and ridiculous as uh, some of the fights get there's actually a lot more interesting discussion going on uh like about the movie what it means how to interpret about it all this kind of stuff about barbie and it's like stuff that you like that's actually good to talk about They're like don't pay attention to the fucking screaming idiots like that's useless however no, there's good i love the yeah, screaming like, idiots. like yeah, the screaming <laughs> idiots are funny that they're idiots like that's funny yeah um but there's a lot like, there's a lot more sort of uh, uh interesting actual you know uh, film analysis and actual talk going on because you know hey man and drops a big that, that, that QAnon film is made 125 million dollars I'm, I'm very interested to see that because i want to compare i mean like it's going to be nonsense obviously the main but actor like, is a huge QAnon oh, guy Cavizio, Did, yeah Cavizio is it's too bad because he's a wonderful it's actor. about child uh it's the fucking QAnon fantasy movie it's like where they they think they, you buy they kids think on it, Amazon. They think the Democrats are stealing children and yeah, taking and their it's pizza, taking it's their hormones then using it as a, as a drug. Yeah, by, it's, by, it's, by, it's Pizzagate the movie. <laughs> it's Pizzagate the movie. Wait a minute, I yeah. thought it was about just like people abducting kids for prostitution. Yes, yes. that's Pizzagate, and, right? Which is Pizzagate. <laughs> and so, like, there's a because, like, the thing is, I mean, the like these things, you know, like this stuff is actually quite real. There is human trafficking. It's very much a problem uh, in the world. No, they're real it. things, absolutely. Uh, and a lot of my, like the great bulk of these people that are trafficked are children. So, like the like meaning like especially like 16 through 18 um and uh and so all that's true the angle that the q9 people take on it is that this is actually a conspiracy run by the democrats to drink child blood uh and it's happening under pizza places or you can buy it off of these websites so like you can order from this very you can order a special piece of furniture that costs thirty thousand dollars and it's actually a kid like that's what they think not true but that's what that's the drama they've involved themselves in. So this that's crazy. Like what I would like to know yeah. whether or not this movie actually engages yeah, yeah, directly yeah. with that. No, they, but they're they certainly sit, like, playing off of that. that. They're vampires. Yeah, the the Democrats are literal vampires. <laughs> right. So it's a bit fringy. It's a bit fringy. Um, but yeah, well, I would I'm going to mute know. myself because there's a lot of stuff going on behind. Oh, that's me. cool. The um, but yeah, like the it is uh, it is yeah, it is at Caesar. Yeah, it's a good point. The the blood libel connection. Um, the, uh, if for all you fans of ridiculous, um, anti-Semitism, uh, the, uh, like this kind of, this kind of nonsense, um, is born out of echo chambers, obviously. And, uh, you see like with this movie being such a hit and Barbie being such a hit simultaneously, all the people that went to go see one are angry about the other. 
right? And so when you look at like, there's a map, um, this was put up on Fox News, so take it with a grain of salt. But there was a map as to what was trending Google-wise across the United States, whether it was Barbie or Oppenheimer, right? And um, what was hilarious was uh, all the Barbie states were bright pink and all the Oppenheimer states were blue. Guess which states were bright pink, where Barbie was trending the highest? It was all, it was like Texas, Florida, Alabama, because they are so fucking pissed off. Like these, like this is the, the culture warriors lit up and angry and talking about it. And, uh, I'm wondering why that, why Barbie worked in that way. And this other thing didn't have that effect on us. Like the QAnon movie, like nobody really knows the QAnon movie is out, uh, unless you're a super conservative and nobody's actually, nobody in popular culture is really mad about it, even though they are very, very excited well, about it. Well, hold on. I- I know about it because I get deadline sent to me every day and mm-hmm. it's covering it a lot because it's made, it's made a, a lot, lot of money. money. Yeah. Made a ton of but, money. But it's like, but it there's should... people that there's stories, articles that people said that there is the movie theater. People are trying to put special tabs of uh, powder in people's drinks that are going to that movie. What? Yes. What? There, there's <laughs> articles going out that there's these the the they're forcing employees to put powder in drinks to anyone going to see that freedom movie whatever it is to do to, to do to, what to microchips in their bloodstream oh it's the powdered microchip yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that happens nice. yeah. by the way speaking of experience i went to the theaters to watch this and i like to get you know crap to eat there i know mm-hmm. it's bad for you and i always like a coke slushy and they I know, but it's the theater. And they didn't have Coke. So I said, I'll get the cherry. It was so god-awful. I got up in the middle of Oppenheimer, (laughs) and I was like, I went back to the guy, and I said, this is literally, it's like, tastes like methadone, cherry-flavored methadone or something. This is the worst fucking thing in the world. So It's lean. Just give me a Coke. He's like, well, you didn't drink a lot. I said, of course. Why don't you try it? It's horrible. And I was like, who drinks this shit? I just wanted a Coke. What was it? It's a cherry 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 Coke. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, they were out of Coke. And when I first got, came in, and they gave me, oh, just have a cherry. So I got cherry. And I in the middle of the movie, I was like, fuck this. And and they exchanged it. They were very nice. They gave it worse. Well, it cost them three cents. Yeah, they charge you twenty dollars, but it costs me three cents. <laughs> By the way, that's that's really it. The food is. If you just get a little something, it's crazy the pricing. Right. <laughs> it's but yeah, like I like I I think that yeah like it, <laughs> I I think that it's interesting that you have theaters showing these radically opposed audience movies. <laughs> like like I'm surprised this hasn't been a flashpoint for. More ridiculous. But just so you also know, that's why I bring my own grill to the movie that's, theaters. Oh yeah, you're, that's I don't want to pay those prices. prices. That's, that's, an old, that uh, that's an old Stephen Wright joke. Is it really? <laughs> that's a good yeah, one. yeah. That's a good one. He's like, he's like, I got kicked out of the theater for bringing in my own food, and I said, well, the prices of the concession stands are ridiculous, and besides, I haven't had a barbecue in a long time. I haven't had a barbecue in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty God good. Bless. God bless. Uh, but, but yeah, what, uh, just to sum up what I was saying is that like, you can see how lopsided the energy of the culture war is oh, because yeah. like, like most people on the left don't really give a shit. And most people on the right really, really, really give a shit. Like they are revved up Barbie. 
Well, they're, they're, they're revved up for two reasons, right? Mm-hmm. They think Barbie is evil, and they think Hollywood is suppressing the other movie. Yeah, exactly. It's making a fucking billion dollars. It's not suppressing anything. It's, it's making it's a shitload of money. Everyone be happy. It's fine. Go watch your movie. Go, go watch your QAnon film. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't actually matter. Go enjoy no. yourself. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, the QAnon or whatever it is, the Soldiers of Freedom or whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't know what they made it for, but it's like a hundred and something million I can only imagine they didn't make it for a hundred million, so they're probably oh, yeah. making some cash. They're making a buttload of money on that thing. It's like good for them, you know. I'm like, you know, like it doesn't look like it doesn't look like your regular run of the mill super Christian low budget faith drama. It's not like God's not dead or something. Like, it looks like they spent some money on it. It looks like a movie, and like I watch plenty of shitty Steven Seagal movies, so I can't get mad over some another shitty movie. It's just a hit movie. Like nobody, I'm, nobody cares, dude. It's not real. I'm going to look that up. Right. What is what is the name of that film? Sounds of Freedom or something. Sound like of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. I want to see. Right. Um, I think that's what it's called. Film. And and the thing is, like maybe it's a good movie in terms of movie. Like I would be perfectly happy million. for a good movie. It's maybe stupid. Yeah, you know, maybe not based in reality. It was but made by Angel Studios for ah, fourteen point yes. five million. Oh my God! They are cleaning up. That's what They're I was just saying. Up. It was like yeah. it's a hundred and forty right now. I feel bad because it's too bad that Kaviziel good return guys. You the main actor. Man. It's too bad that he went nuts because he's a really good actor. A yeah, very very well, talented actor. You know, what's his name? Uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> I knew where you were going. Yeah, yeah, Randy Quaid was so good in in Five Easy Pieces. Not Five Easy Pieces. In the last detail. Last detail, man. He Last detail and vacation. Vacation. He's good. Terrific. He is full. He is full. He is a comic genius. All right. Tremendous. Uh, so here's here's one thing I will say. But, uh, Oppenheimer is not a hard film to make. Like the source no. material is good, and is there's it, no way you can. I, let me throw this at you. It's Hold an on. easy. I, oh, go, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Go ahead. And and so, I'm not necessarily saying it, it is someone can't make it a crappy movie, but you're, you 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 put a good director in front of good source material. Oh, it's a good and idea. It's, and yeah. it's not he. It's going to be hard for Nolan to fail on that. We'll just put sure. it that way, right? Sure. It's an easy movie to make. Very boring. Barbie can, yeah. is a way more challenging film to make. Yes, because yes. she's got to make it about Barbie. She's got to make it work yeah. for all ages. <laughs> yeah. And she's got to deal with Mattel. Mattel. And I was thinking driving home, I was like, it's the smartest business move. It's a rebranding of the product. And they just had a great director do it. They rebranded yeah. their product because sales were slumpy. Agree. People don't Completely think agree. that. So they got a great director yeah. and her husband, Noah Bombay, to put this together. They pro- got a shit ton of money and they're probably making a shit ton, but it's a corporate rebrand. That's all it is. Oh, I, I have to address this immediately. Thank you, Caesar, for noticing the Holy Mountain reference. I was going to bring it up. You're the, right. I, was, I thought I was nuts. You confirmed it for me. Okay, let's get back to action. My God, thank you. That In was the, the movie. best thing. Best yes. thing in the movie. They you also know, the, talk about Lou Reed. Yes. It's so fucking good. I was Did just you catch like, that? Best, moment of, the best which, moment of the movie. Which Lou Reed part did they talk about? They were talking about, oh, it's like typical Lou Reed, you know, uh, 70. They did some um, Ryan Gosling or some guy next to him mentioned Lou Reed. 
when they were at the Kendom, you know, when they all the guys took over the homes. Right. And what somebody was it called a casa something crazy casa. <laughs> the Mojo my, Dojo Casa. The Mojo Dojo Casa. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Right. That was I was like, Lou Reed, they talked about <laughs> Yes, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So uh, like I would like to throw out that I have a multi tiered review of this movie. Yes. Um and so I I guess I, I, can I quickly step through this just so you can get context well, for where hold I'm going. I okay. want to first note that you under the Martini Giant Twitter you said Martini Giant feels this way about this movie, which I thought was not called for. Uh, did, uh, what did I, okay? Wait a minute. Did I say Martini Giant feels this yes. way? I said or did Martini I say Giant's I thought review it was of this film? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I I I I, sh- I should have said I instead of Martini Giant. Yes, but or you could say Dan's. Dan That's from true. Martini Giant. <laughs> yeah, no, like I don't mean to give the impression. Obviously, I am. I, I am. I'm, I'm the, I, have, I have a minority minority report on this film, but I don't mean to get in the way of people's feelings on this movie at all. No, and I have completely respect the fact that you have some uh, some issues with this film, which is totally normal, and you it, should have was, issues. It is a challenging film to make. <laughs> I completely agree. And uh, like, okay, so from the from so apologies to everybody who who took that as a Martini Giant statement when it is actually just me. That was that was just a mistake, and I didn't mean to. Right. Uh, uh, speak for anybody else. That being said, uh, now I'm going to speak for myself. Yes. Go <laughs> so, ahead. First of all, I uh, am a huge fan of Greta Gerwig. I, uh, I own, I think I own all of her films. Um, and I think she's uh, one of the best directors going. Uh, and uh, I, though I have critical things to say about this movie, I do not hold any of these things against her. And I look forward to her work. And I think that she took on something that's amazingly challenging uh and did a pretty good job at an uphill battle um and i have you know i have feelings about it but it's absolutely no critique to her or people's enjoyment of the movie which like right on like i like what my my first tier review is everything you're about to hear in my opinion is totally wrong go see this movie it's a blast everyone loves it and everyone's right to love it like that's 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 my that's my first tier review of barbie i think it's like uh, it's a great crowd movie. Everyone. When you uh, say everybody who hears this, and I'm totally wrong, right? When you say that, isn't that just basically a way of saying I don't give a shit what you think? This is how I feel. I, well, By admitting I, that, I mean, it's that like, totally you, wrong because you don't want I'm, conflict because there's nothing you can do to persuade me. No, like all, like all I all I can say is that I'm, I'm going to I like in the in the details. People are going to take from this. Don't see this movie for me. That is the opposite of how I actually feel. So when you, when you hear me critic, critique it, you're going to be like, Oh, well, Dan has terrible taste in movies. I saw Barbie and loved it. I'm telling you, go see it because you're going to love it. It's actually quite great. All of my, all of my problems are very deep seated issues I have that relate to Return of the Jedi. And I'm heavily triggered by that. <laughs> ah. So, so it took me a while to sort of analyze what was going wrong with me. Uh, and why I was more and more irritated by the movie as it went along. It is because if anyone who's listened to this podcast knows, I fucking hate Return of the Jedi from the bottom of my toes. Like it is the worst, That's most the damaging one, the film. Goofy Force creatures. Yes, it is the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. It is, as they say, <laughs> the death of hope. Yes, it is the death of hope. That's not to say it's the worst made film. I've seen plenty of movies that are worse made. It is just simply the most disappointing film, and it ter- told me a lesson about movie making. That Greta Gerwig had to face in this movie, and I applaud that she tried to take it on. It's very, very difficult to do. So, my first tier, 
my first tier is that this movie is uh has this movie has uh overwhelming general positive experience great design and especially uh ryan gosling is fucking He's so hilarious good. in this movie i love the sliced alone jacket run. dude it was so yeah. great like i hope I he wins best supporting laughing. for this thing he is so fucking funny and he he almost pulls the movie from the jaws of death just alone for me that and also yeah, the first no, the first act when they perfect. went to him yeah. i was a little like you know what killed it for me it was will ferrell it's like for me this is my actual legit problem with the movie but go ahead will you, ferrell you think we, will ferrell's an ewok I, Will Ferrell is the Ewok of the movie. Yes, thank you. Perfect. Yes. Will Ferrell and the marketing team are the, are the Ewok of the movie. It's so thank fucking you. stupid. And I was like, we don't need to be here if we just – we didn't need to be meet the boardroom. And the way they're running through the place – and I'm tired of yeah. Will Ferrell. Not that he's not talented. It's just – you can tell – Will Ferrell he, stuff. I'm not it's just, against him. At this stage, he's not funny. Like money comes out of his pores. He's right. really rich. He has probably a great place in the Palisades. And right. it's like, enjoy it. But you're right. not funny anymore. But doesn't he it was, feel like they made, they made Will Ferrell the guy? Well, he was because producing Because then they, it's one way of making Mattel the bad guys, but also yes. it's Will Ferrell. It, this is, yes. This <laughs> is, you okay, didn't so. need actually to see that. You didn't need that whole thing where the hijinks it, and then the, they're going on the bike. It was the like entire it, middle it act killed of this it for movie me. Is a giant sucks. So and I of- could and I, once. But hold on a second. That wasn't my point. Once yes. we got to to Ken uh, Ryan Gosling, I was I love this film. I couldn't stop crying He's laughing, gold, and he was so good. Gold, and so there was gold. this great part with Margot Robbie, Robbie, mm-hmm. who's also then, great, tremendous. Yes, person. and yep. then here and in the middle, I was like, this is the dumbest thing in the world i was i was hating every boardroom moment it just yes. didn't i didn't buy it it was right. a crappy movie pasted in between it would have been better with colin farrell <laughs> oh god can you imagine if he was doing his fucking um horrible, uh, bosses, horrible bosses shtick uh, now we're talking now we're talking so like i'll, I'll, I'll try and sum it up quickly the tier two review is that the first act of this movie is fucking terrific the middle act of this movie is extremely dull and lots of like mediocre Will Ferrell, like lots of it. The production design disappears because you're in the real world and it's shot like a TV show now. Yeah. And so like, all, City, is all of it's like, crap. Yep. The, it has a very, very unfocused storyline with the mother and the daughter and their relationship right. to Barbie and this, like the connection to the, like none, none of it works literally at all. And I was very bored. So that's a problem just because it's not very good. So that's, that's the words that they, all of this is because of Mattel. Like that's hiding at the back end of my critique. Right? Yeah. And then there's a challenge that I think she tried to overcome in some ways. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, 100%. So, right. So I think that that's the thing, right? So she had to find a way around it. And it was like, she does her goddamn best to make it work. Right. Absolutely. Because 100%. think about it. I mean, this is, it's an ad. This is another movie about the toy. It's a fucking it's a ad. Rebranding. It's a two-hour rebrand. Rebrand. And, and, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, like, and, and I got so annoyed with it by the end. I was pulling my hair out because that's this is that's the problem. Is that where this movie will land for you? Isn't like you know, are you a feminist or a sexist? It's whether or not you start feeling the icy grip of death of capitalism controlling uh, a great artist. And that's where I no, got they choked. cashed out. I don't dude. think that. I don't Noah think so. Noah like, name fuck. was all over the place. I Those don't think guys so. I think, I think it was. I think it was. It did succeed in a lot of ways to a lot of 
Absolutely. It created, uh, it, there was a lot of messages that it put out there that were very compelling. And sure. listen, hitting, taking someone and hitting them overhead with a patriarchy problem is good. And I don't care I, how far, I, how many times they do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. <laughs> well, here's a little, I'll get into the, get in the weeds in this. Like, I agree with, like, on the, in the, in the completely blurred out, out of focus intent of the movie. Mm. I 100% support everything that the movie is saying, obviously. You know, sure. like obviously, um, I think that uh, when I say return of the, the return of the Jedi problem that I'm referring to, right, is the reason why return of the Jedi is bad is because it's about selling dolls, right? Yes. And well, like the reason the, like it fails to be a story because they need to sell dolls and specifically Luke Skywalker dolls. And so like they had an idea for a story in which Luke is. Uh, struggling even harsher than he did in the previous movie. It's very dramatic and all that, but he spends most of the movie like, whoa, oh, sad, sad. Oh, I don't know what to do. Like all this stuff. That's not a doll you can sell. Like the empire strikes back. Luke didn't sell very well because he's a whiny fucking baby in that movie. And even though it's the best movie, the, 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 the dolls don't sell. Right. So for the next movie, they're like, what if we made him a super badass who's fixed all his problems in the beginning? And then he's just a badass through the entire film and nothing happens because he has no challenges to overcome actually. And then we have a, then we are like, uh, we have to come up with stuff to have happen. And, um, when you do this with Barbie, like you can't change what Bar you can't change Barbie as a character. And she begins the movie and ends the movie more or less in the same place. And the ending of the movie is basically, she starts the adventure to change herself, which should have been what the movie is, but we don't, see it like she goes to the real world she may, takes the first step congratulations yeah. but Whatever. she doesn't Rhea she doesn't Perlman really tries to tell her what you know you forgot yeah but the, who the fuck is I actually like, i actually feel... is part of the rebranding i care about i, I, I care I, about no, Barbie. That, no How, that was uh, the rebrand to get to zero yes exactly like, let's start to get back the to our original vision is that they that's make what sexist toys but they didn't and they need, need to reorient the audience to like these toys that's the goal. And well, so it Eric, wasn't let, Eric, let Eric talk. Let Eric talk. You've been saying a lot. Go ahead. It would have been a great, a better film, even though it was a blatant. For me, the offensive thing was it was a total corporate rebrand of the product. And it's genius. I give like, and they made a ton of money. Yeah. And the thing is, though, if they had just kept Rhea Perlman as the creator and had only the guy who answered the phone, like, what's there as a problem and cut out the boardroom, you could have in some way it would have helped massively yeah because that dynamic when she came back and held her hand that was a great moment and it was almost like um the all that jazz kind of scenario yeah. at the end that it was total soundstage yeah right. i loved Seems it great. and all the, the color if, it, if the movie had ended when it faded no, they would never do this or um what was, was like, the heaven wow, movie right with there, Beatty? Which one? Oh, heaven, uh, heaven can wait. Yeah, it's like heaven, heaven can, can wait. wait. Yeah, exactly. It There's, was that kind right, of absolutely. moment, and I was like, "Why didn't they just? What's with this comic shit crap with Will Ferrell?" Yeah, and it's a waste of time. in the middle, it, and it looked like a car commercial. So, like the the what what they ended to change the Barbie background. We're back on Barbie background. Oh, there. So, like the problem that they run into is because they need uh, an emotional story, uh, some some story of change to have happen. They, you can and this see is the that way, well, with, like this is what I'm saying. It's like what they do is they in Return of the Jedi they give that story of change to Darth Vader, which is a giant mistake. Ends in a good scene, but it's like not the movie I was watching. And then this they give it to Ken. Like Ken is the one who transforms in the movie. Like which is Ryan Gosling is great, but why the fuck is this movie about Ken? 
Yeah. Like, I'm not watching the Ken well, movie. Well, <laughs> hold on. I think Ken, that's, that's a little bit the point. Ken is the one that needs to change. Ken is, Ken is the, Ken is the problem of the movie. But like Ken, Ken is, Ken, so this is, okay, this gets into the weeds in terms of screenwriting. <laughs> Ken, up until the moment when Barbie says, like, as soon as Barbie's like, you just have to learn to be your own self. I was like, he, what well, he was, he was doing everything that he was, he was himself. Like, he doesn't like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, he just needs to be someone apart from you. Well, he was that and you didn't like it. So you made him change back. And that's his story. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what happened for him. Like, meanwhile, Barbie is the same because she has to be the same. So this is like, it changes the meaning of what the Kens are because like the Kens in the beginning of the movie and why they're so funny is because they're representative of what a pain in the ass it can be to deal with guys. Like no, there are, no, 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 no. Wait, I'm not saying this is what the movie thinks of all men. I'm not nope. saying that either. I'm not saying like, that either. Well, let I, me finish. Let me, the, let me okay. finish my okay. statement. Okay. okay. What? It, like, it's like this. If this movie were Get Out, like I am not mad that every single white person in Get Out is a villain. It should be that way. Sure. Like that's the fucking point of the movie. Right. Like the movie. This movie is against the patriarchy. Like, first of all, they don't show anything particularly evil patriarchal in the real world. Like they show, hey, there's a female doctor and like, like, you know, here's a, um, here's a woman who has a good marriage with a nice guy and all this kind of, so they don't do anything in the real world to really heighten their story at all. But like, in terms of, uh, the Kens, like these are the, 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 the white people from Get Out, the Kens are that in this as to toxic ma- oh, strong disagree as well they are toxic are toxic masculinity they and now they are they can be well-meaning and they can all change into goodness that's fine but they are in fact only a symbol they're not a character once you make ken into a character but not barbie then you're changing what the symbol is you're but saying she was a character yeah i, I just didn't buy it man. I, I just okay didn't buy so it. Let, me, let me just i i don't know if you ever played Barbie when you were a kid? Actually, I believe I sure absolutely did. We had okay, pencil, like, so yeah, so so Ken mm-hmm. Ken was a prop in all Barbie stories, right? That girls would play, right? Sure, and that was illustrated here. That was illustrated that he doesn't do anything; he's just a prop and he's a piece of furniture, right? right. And that she treats him like that in that way. Right. And right. that was the point that I think was being made. It's like, this is how girls would play with Barbies and that's fine. Well, Honestly. Well, well Ken, it's, Ken it's, brings it's, home patriarchy, right. And but, wrecks the but, place. But Ken doesn't really even realize that patriarchy existed and then brings it home and he realizes he brings it home. It, it becomes toxic, <laughs> realizes it's toxic, but really what he really realizes is that he's just trying to be a, 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 his own person, which he can't be because he's identified with Barbie, right? And it just takes a wef, uh, effort away. And so it plays back onto her in some ways. And she starts to under, she starts to pay attention to him in something more than furniture. Like she starts to actually pay attention to what men are and where men have problems and starts to correct and helps them correct that journey together. What, what were they doing that was actually bad? What were they doing? They weren't they, they weren't necessarily doing anything. Bad. Well, they took their houses away. <laughs> yeah, but that, it doesn't matter because the Barbies owned the houses in the first place and the Kens just lived on the beach. 
Like right, that's sure. the way that they were. Like, I mean, they weren't. <laughs> like, yeah. like, this is where this is why I'm saying it. Like, well, it they gets also, so muddy and this, hard they, to interpret. They do this thing where they basically undermine women, right? When they're always like, "Now I'm going to sing to you, and you're going to think I'm genius, right? You're, I'm going right. to do this, and you." And so right. it's and and there's a lot of mansplaining, right? So there's a lot of mansplaining right. problems going why, on. Uh, okay, I have a question though. So why, like, why are the are the Barbies like? Why are they so weak as to be? hypnotized by this i thought they were smart but somehow men have a magic superpower that can disarm women no i I, I don't think that was the the the, the case that's literally what they do in the movie that's literally sure but i mean that's that's where that's our perception of what 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 the men were the men were just like did, like, well, when I, like, the say, beginning when I, of the say, story, the like, men were exactly the same ways that the Barbie were in reverse, right? It was everything was flipped. Right, so that was the whole every, point. Right. So, so, so when, when we end up resisted the, it, we, were the weird Barbies. <laughs> right. And so when the, we end up in the end of the movie, the matriarchy is restored. The Kens are back in their place and everything's fine again. And I'm like, that's where we started. We didn't change anything. Like they started doing stuff we didn't like. They took over our houses. We kicked them out. And now everything's back to Barbie land. I'm like. That's not a story. And it's weirdly like it's not a very positive statement about women. Like like we're easily well, manipulated went- but we just want to control everything. I was like, this is just the problem of the patriarchy in reverse. Like you've done exactly you you've and and not only that, it's they say it's physically tied, like it's an op it's a mirror world, right? And so by reestablishing the matriarchy at the end of the movie, you're reinforcing the patriarchy of the wor- real world. Like the, the system, the, like the fucking story doesn't make any sense. Well, I think what was important was also, there's a side story going on. This is the story between the daughter and the mother as well. Right. And mm-hmm. the mother's statements, I think were very telling in terms of the matriarchy that she's realization that she can, doesn't have to be, a strong feminist woman. She just can be a woman. <laughs> she right? just be a person. Yeah. She just, just be a, a person. person. Yeah. Right? Totally agree. And Absolutely. she can have weird thoughts and do this. Right. right? This and is, those... this is when the movie is the most focused. Like, right. That scene with her is very good. Yes. And they're like, they're like, I, I wish that I get, here's my problem is that what comes the, what comes to pass for her, for America, Ferrara, like needs to be reflected in Barbie's journey. But it isn't. So Barbie's meaning and Barbie, the Barbie land meaning gets very, very weird. It switches over to America Ferrara. Yeah. And I'm just like, you need to, like, you need to, like, this needs to come together and it doesn't really come together because I I strongly feel like Mattel is like, it's not like we're going to change fucking Barbie land. Like, it needs to be this way. Yeah, they didn't want it too much. That's why she helped Ken by being honest. Right. And she helped America Ferrara. Uh, yeah, by right. realizing, but she didn't really change in a way. Right. Yeah, this is that's my and this Rhea is like Perlman it reconfirms that it doesn't matter. Right. You know, you're still I don't because she said I don't know what I want to be or what I don't know what and she's like it's okay. Yeah, you're right. Barbie. Yeah, I'm just like it gets gets so like I can feel Greta Gerwig has when things she, that she when wants Barbie to say. Was like, I and feel like, like just being yeah, a, but, mm, I feel like just being no. a dirty whore. <laughs> that whole scene for me was like that's what she wants to be. Right. The, mo- like, the movie no, doesn't no, need no, to no, be no. like it's just like one of like one of my favorite um uh movies of the nineties, right? Is clu- is uh, close, clueless. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Cl- clueless is does Barbie perfectly. Yeah, like, I, I I okay. I'll I'll say that's that's, that's my gold standard. But but clueless is not 
there there needs to be a clueless of today. Now here's yeah, okay. I totally agree. Totally. All right, and okay. and I think okay, it's, it's, I uh, here are my 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 problems I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, know how we say that there's you know every movie has to have one or two good speeches. There's like eighteen of them. There's in a this lot. Movie. Of, there's a lot of big speech speeches <laughs> in this. Some of them right? are good. Some of them are not so, so good. Some but of them are good. Yeah. Some of them not so good. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I agree with you guys with the with the with the. Uh, Dirty horse. With the the corporate office. The corporate but, stuff, yeah, yeah. But honestly, I just like, ah, whatever. I just let it go. On, right. I let it go. It didn't, sure. didn't distract totally. enough for me, et cetera. Uh, the, 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 the thing that scares me it take is away. that the filmmakers are going to take this movie and they're like, great, let's make matchbox movies. Oh, like yeah, you don't understand. Will, you, yeah. You missed the point of what you're, you what you're trying to do. You what you just made. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, the thing is like, I know I, I sound all feisty. Like I absolutely believe in what this movie is trying to do. I absolutely believe that Greta Gerwig is the right person to do it. Right. And the, the, uh, and there's lots of extremely strong things in this movie that are really validating and positive and actually like very hardcore feminist. Right. In a real, in a, in a, in a way that people should see just so they're exposed to these ideas. Yes. Was one like, of the Safdie especially, brothers especially in younger well? audiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was that, Eric? The Safty brothers were there. <laughs> was he, was he one of the Kens? <laughs> but so, yeah, like the, so the, uh, everything I'm saying, like I said, please put this I, under the banner of, this is a positive experience. Please go see I understand. Story. But I think the other important thing for me to see, to, re- to be part of this experience, one mm-hmm. was, again, the theatrical experience of this, right? Absolutely. Beautiful. Right? The first act is fucking No, outrageous. I'm just talking about going to the movie theaters and everyone's mm-hmm. dressed in pink. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yes, it's you a know? great experience. So a Absolutely. cultural phenomenon that yes, this is, great. right? Terrific. Terrific. And also seeing this with my 17-year-old daughter. Right. I can't oh, her perspective. It's terrific. Terrific. So she gets to be able to see this and experience this with yeah. her old dad. Yes. Because he, she wants to make sure her old dad sees this movie with her. Yes. Right? Because 100%. there's a message that she wants to make sure people like me see. Yes. 100%. And so she, the fact that I'm there with her is an important part of that experience. Yes. It, it, like I, I, in fact, I think that right there is the reason to see this movie. Like do that exact thing. That's yes. the most powerful thing you can do with this film. Absolutely 100%. Right. And so like, like I have all like, you know, like all the specifically things that, why a lot of the people hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's attacking exactly. the old man. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the thing is that like, all this shit deserves to be burned to the ground. I think you should throw more Molotov cocktails. I think you should be more forceful and you should get the, don't let even Mattel fucking co-op this motherfucker, like take control of it and own it. Right. Greta Gerwig did the absolute best job she could, and also the, the real counterpoint way, it was a way harder film to make than Oppenheimer. It's, yeah, no, it do, it like <laughs> trying oh to negotiate the, the that politics shit is on insane. That? Yeah. It's insane. Yes, because like at every turn, you know, Mattel's like running it against numbers. Like, well, you can't say that because we have to blah blah blah. Like that's all they're doing. That's what this oh, is. An she must. The, 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 I can imagine that what it what it how hard those yeah. meetings. My, it must uh, have been embarrassing. It must have been insanely embarrassing to even be a part of these uh, the shenan- shenanigans I can imagine in those rooms. But like, this is the thing. So like, I am the you know, my criticisms of the film are my uh, are only that uh, what I want is for her to have true freedom to say exactly what she wants to say. And I feel like even if they weren't interfering directly, like when you work for a company like Mattel. Like, you know what's going to sell and what's not going to sell, and it's going to get in your mind anyway as an artist. And it ends up with like a movie that like the the absolute uh, general thrust of it totally agree with it uh, it gets lumpy in the center and it, like because of the corporate demands it has lots of weird mixed messaging if you think too hard about it don't think too hard about it don't think don't think about it don't think about it this is why i say i'm wrong like all these notes are 
like for script development time. You know, like that's some bullshit. You don't listen to me on this. That's totally fine. Yeah. I think that she did a phenomenal yes. job considering the incredible obstacles and the subject matter. Yes, absolutely. The subject, true. I mean, she's asking one of the biggest feminist filmmakers of all time to make absolutely. a movie about, about Barbie. Barbie. So this is terrific. And, <laughs> and not only that, the real, if you want the real uh, argument against what I'm saying, uh, is go read, uh, uh, Caesar's post, uh, on our discord. Uh, where he talks about oh, which one it, of it, which one uh, about dismantling um, uh, the the dismantling the uh, uh, the engine from within. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, the engine like the, the dismantling dism- using the the master's tools to dismantle his house is the phrase. Um, and I am uh, I'm I'm in total agreement with everything that's saying. I just retain my righteous anger about artists. That's all. So yes, please read it. It's absolutely true. Yeah, and go see the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think this is sort of a, a thing that's important that 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 got said. I also, by the way, awesome production design. It's fucking yes. great looking. Great looking. Just like just everything surrounding Gosling is so funny all the time. It's just incredible. The rest of it looks great all the time. It's beautiful, and like the his is abs great. are insane. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's hysterically funny. He's hysterically funny. The interactions with the Kens are great. Like it's tough. Uh, choreography top was great. The dancing yeah. and the music. The, the dancing and the music was yeah. hilarious. Absolutely. I'm just Ken is a hilarious. Oh number. my god, that's yeah, that's a really that like, battle at the end was genius. The, I, it. If the, and this is not a harsh critique of the movie. I what I, I w- if they were going to make a Ken movie, I wish that they had built it off of I'm just Ken, like build out from that and just make the Ken movie as like a support movie to Barbie. Like you could watch on Netflix <laughs> right? <laughs> because it is so fucking, it's so good and it's so weirdly touching and it's, uh, it's very, very sweet. It's, it's a really, it's a really good. I just, I just, he just had so many hilarious lines that were so revealing because he is really dumb. Yeah. He's a dumbass. He's, which he is dumb stuff and he's a dumbass like me. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, just when he's in his, and she knocks on his door, which is her house. Yeah. And he's like, I was just reading. Like he goes to run and get a book. Yeah. To pretend yeah. that he's reading the mojo. Dojo no, the thing house. when he puts his arm up and his muscles move, he's like, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> but the best good. was really was the um, he had that uh, Sly Stallone coat. Oh it's God! So, it's so, so yeah, it was like I, staying I, alive. I've, I've already I've already been trying to figure out like I want to dress like Ken for Halloween for sure. Like I'm right. going to go all out. I want the fanny pack that has Ken written in the Metallica font. Right. That's that's what I want. I want yeah, that. Yeah, dude, that's funny as funny as fuck, dude. That was like that was gold. And yeah, like, like literally if they were both not, if she's nominated for best actor and he's nominated for best supporting, that would be just hilarious in itself. Best yes. supporting Ken. <laughs> yes. I do want to have it's another little side history here for us. It's a very interesting one as well. My first, uh, well, when I first moved to uh, Los Angeles, I was working at Gensler a uh, long, long, long time ago and we were doing stuff and we were designing this uh, 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 building. It was a spec office building. Uh, and, uh, we were, it was going to be a huge thing and we we're going to do a big animation about it and decided that, uh, uh, we need to do a big animation to sell this because it was a spec office building means that the real, uh, the developers build it, but they don't have a tenant yet. It's just mm-hmm. spec. And so they're trying to make the building and then get the tenant later. And so they finally got the tenant. <laughs> Uh, but it was based on the animation that I created and I needed help making this animation 
to work. And I hired this guy named Eric Shilly to do that building. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. There you go. So there Eric you go. and I worked on this building as 2000 Avenue of the Stars, which is the CAA headquarters or now used to be because I guess they're moving out of that building. But it was a big headquarters. But it was prominently featured in this film because uh, that's where all the Kens are. When he goes, yeah, this is when, he, when he discovers the patriarchy, Paragon I discovered the patriarchy, patriarchy. <laughs> and it lives in <laughs> Century the City. And the back extremely shot funny. there. When yeah, she's walking funny. around or he's walking around and, and she's walking around and she sees all you know the people at the park bench talking. That was like in the back area. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, and so, so really so utilize that, that space. That, that front lobby with all the glass that, you know, where all the, you know, where the entrance like, of Mattel, I think, was the two buildings. Right. Yep. Yeah. He says, oh, no, no we're still circle. around. We're just much, we're, the patriarch is still we here. We just, we just hide <laughs> yeah. it better. Yeah. That exactly. with all of that, you know, and like right. the two guys talking and it's like, not now, like talks to his secretary, yep. like, not now. Right. And it's like, uh, right. yeah. 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 It was yeah, great. Like a, yeah, I mean, like, like, but also a little over the head, which at the same time, if you're trying to get this message to teenage girls, you kind of need to be a little over the head sometimes. Yeah, well, the, the thing or is, like, boys, this, teenage okay, boys. I'm gonna, I want to indicate, I want to criticize my own hypocrisy for a second. Okay, okay. So, like, the, uh, like, uh, there, remember, um, we did an episode on, we did an episode on Green Book. No, we uh, didn't. Uh, we, we uh, yeah we I pretty I thought we did anyway it's not it's a not a very good movie um Green it also won best picture or I, I believe it did um and Green Book is the kind of movie uh, we did talk I, about it though we did yeah talk we did about talk now, about it. now, now, yeah. now I now I see what the point you're about to make but go ahead right so uh like where I am completely hypocritical <laughs> right is that with Green Book I'm like this is a pretty bad movie and it's a horrible watch and it's I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a racist movie, but it's a very uncomfortable movie that has is very well-meaning in its anti-racist point, uh, but it's basically a fumbled mess, right? But my argument was like, this is the kind of movie that some, uh, that, uh, you know, the wife of a racist will rent and he may accidentally be exposed to, and it will pull him in the right direction. So it's good to make these movies even when they're clumsy, right? Mm. Uh, at the same time with Barbie, which is a way better movie than green book, like a billion miles better. Uh, like here I am bitching that it's not perfect. Like, I can't believe they didn't make a perfect feminist manifesto, like <laughs> with a billion dollar fucking Hollywood budget behind it. And, a, and Mattel, like who the yeah. fuck am I to be complaining about that? That's ridiculous. Like okay. that they like, that they got as far as they did is amazing in itself. The movie is very entertaining and there's no way, like everybody in America is going to see this movie, whether they're sexist imbeciles or not and being exposed to the message. However, it may be fumbled, fumbled in the fine details due to structure and Mattel there. doesn't make any fucking difference at all. Like the message is going to get through loud and clear. And that's the, that's the fucking point. Yeah. So like this is so I will try to align my philosophy better next time I post. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fine. 
it's fine. I think that's, that's, that's the, that's what did you say Jedi. in the post? Oh, I just gave it like a C plus, he, which is my real feeling about the movie. But I said, I said it in the voice of Martini Giant when I said, said it in my own voice. And I totally agree with the criticism. That's absolutely fair. Um, but the thing also, is, also, uh, I think you need time to digest this film a little longer. I think that I was, it took me a while to figure out the return what of the, the Jedi problem? aspect was like, right. it's a particular failure of screenwriting that I'm so sensitive to. Right. And I, I, it's a so, trigger. It's a trigger. It is a trigger for me. <laughs> it is a maddening yeah, trigger. I triggered from and so so i apologize for being more forceful than i intend okay now now that you put that in perspective i actually have a lot of sympathy for you because i understand the problem right but it's return of the jedi was a movie to sell toys and this is a movie about toys so it's, yes it's, exactly you were, go- you were going to be triggered one way or it's, another it's the way it is it's the way it is it's the way it is and not, and and also i should further say that the major difference between barbie and return of the jedi is return of the jedi is a giant piece of shit <laughs> that's what i'm actually mad at so don't just take all there was of a that forest out. scene where they oh, don't fought. start me on this man where you know where i go fought? Yeah, the yeah. Puppets, I've the seen puppets, the movie a hundred times. Tell me, like the motorcycles in the yeah, yeah. line. Motor that was well are, shot. That was the a motorcycles cool are cool. The flying motorcycles are great, right? Let's and they hit the they stuff or something. The red, they, they, they shot that in the redwood forest and <laughs> right. near uh, Santa Cruz. Right. Yes. yes, yes, it's very, that's very nice. It's a wonderful scene. Um, but <laughs> never, let's never do Ewoks again. I can't, I can't take it in my heart. But yes, that is that's the actual bum, issue. Bum, so there's there's bum, yeah, yub yub, you walk the bum bum, whatever it is. That's the worst. Da, 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 da. Uh, but uh, Caesar uh, pointed out rightly that uh, many of the greatest films are the ones that are made under uh, oppressive regimes, uh, uh, such as every one of Andrei Tarkovsky's films, uh, mm-hmm. such as Stalker, etc., where you have you know at least you know the, a major part of the country, if not the government of the country. Um, looking over your shoulder at every choice you make. Mm. Um, and so it is the struggle against that kind of stuff that ends up with very creative um, uh, ways around that. And you I know pl- what I saw I pl- the other day? For them. Uh, I, uh, so a friend of my, I, I have a Plex uh, a server and a Plex account and a friend of mine, shall we say, has a, gave me a, uh, access to his Plex server <laughs> Has mm-hmm. incredible collection, and I just browse that. I watched uh, on his server. He had uh, Man with a Movie Camera. Oh yes, yeah, fucking great! Oh my god! I've seen oh my that god! Times. I insane. haven't seen that in so long. Beautiful, beautiful, crazy. Wild. Yeah, incredible. Can you imagine? Like, I don't, I don't even know what it would be like to be that inventive today. It, well, it is. It's off the I hate wall. To say it, but there's a lot of YouTubes just like that. No, there's a lot of TikToks like this. Although, like TikToks, like, or yeah, or you know sure. what? You know what? You know. And you and I have done this. I know you and I have done this specifically. Uh, the videos of trains in Norway that go for like 12 hours. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like I will leave this on for literally 12 hours. Yeah. You can watch, you can watch them on YouTube. They had them on Netflix for a while. It's perfect. That's, that's some good stuff. Have you guys, anyone else on our discord or on chat ever watched those 12 hour train videos in Norway, just going through tunnels and through uh, fjords? So soothing. It's just. Is it still around? Oh yeah. Just look up Norway train videos on YouTube and it's just yeah. like, just, it's just literally a GoPro attached to the front of the train and it's just going from tunnel to tunnel to tunnel to tunnel and just, yeah. uh, yeah. Snow, beautiful, slow. Soothing. Fjords, fjords, stopping in towns. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, the sound is perfect. It's just yeah, it's really so. Nasty. So yes, that was a little bit of man with a movie camera. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah, you feel you feel transformed. You feel mm-hmm. like you're in that like there for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's that is one of the most. That was a that that I watched back to back with uh, Woman in the Dunes, um, and it was like they're burned in my head together forever. As, as, oh man, with a moving camera. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Incredibly. Nineteen twenty five, nine, something like that. Also, this will give you some for people who have never heard me talk about anything. Uh, like. If you want some perspective on the kind of movie that I consider to be like the kind of movie you should be making, I just rewatched um, Tetsuo the Iron Man. And if you haven't seen Tetsuo the Iron Man, it's on YouTube for free. Like that's the kind of crazy bullshit that I want my that I want to be responsible for. Like yeah. that is the artistic impetus right there. That's so when I get feisty about that stuff, that's because I want people to go as hard as they possibly can. Um, with all that in mind, my favorite thing about Barbie is that it's going to go back and make people watch Greta Gerwig movies, which they absolutely should. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I, I just, you know, the fact that it's store up the hornet's nest is also <laughs> fucking, hilarious to me. I, these like, guys. I just, just hearing Ted Cruz bitch about it and then saying he never saw it. Yes. Like, first of how all, can you, how can you bitch about how, a movie? Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I just want to ask. I'm just like, okay. That's, so imagine that I'm like, a cowboy from 1863 and you are complaining to me about your masculinity via Barbie movie. (laughs) They made the Ken so dumb. (laughs) Like, yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) Like if you are that worried about how you appear that you can't have Ryan Gosling be hilarious, you, you would, do you need some you need some tender love <laughs> right yeah like, that is ridiculous L- lily, lily was man. laughing so hard when she there's a scene where uh when they first arrive in the world and all the construction workers are catcalling her oh, yeah, and right. she says it's like i should let you guys know i don't have a vagina <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome and, and they that's look great. at her like that's fine that's fine <laughs> that's fine <laughs> And she said that was hilarious. Possibly, possibly the most astute point in the entire film, right there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. We don't. I don't have any genitals. And then Kansas, I have all the genitals. I have all the genitals. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, boy, boy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I cannot. I'm like as if I couldn't love Ryan Gosling more. He just finds new ways. He, he just finds is new ways. wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. Everything um, from from. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner to this. Crazy Stupid Love is pretty good too. I gotta that's say, a, I really that's one of my very favorite rom coms. It's a brilliantly okay. no. orchestrated. Thing. I I will I will I will I agree that it's a good rom com. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But my favorite rom com and one of my favorite comedies of all time is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh God, that's, that's fucking perfect. That's a perfect movie. Like, Am I right? I mean, that, I yeah, watched it. I, 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 I met Brady watched it, and he's like, "That is such a good movie." There's there's only one other movie I can think of that captures that similar emotion, and uh, and that's um, Modern Romance with Albert Brooks, and that's a little bit too uh, mean spirited for most people, right? Um, this is like if you haven't seen uh, 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 Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 
That is the most, that is the kindest smack in the face you could possibly receive. It's a great film. <laughs> it's I mean, the thing perfect. that it, it was one of the films where I started to realize what, and, and Judd Apatow does a lot of, because Judd Apatow is some loosely related to this, but a lot of mm-hmm. his films do something similar where every character is either on the good side or the bad side, but if you're on the bad side, they always show some opportunity where they save the cat or something like yeah, that, you, right? Yeah, right? exactly, right? exactly. And then the other, on the other side, they always like, oh, the the person that's the hero made a really stupid mistake and yeah. makes them bad, right? Yes. And so, and the same thing happens in this. Like the what, what's the English guy's character the, in in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall? This guy's oh, name. Uh, yeah, um, uh, yes, he's now a commentator. Yeah, um, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Brand. Yes, he is so hilarious in this. Yes. I mean, he's the Ken of that movie. He's the kid. Oh movie, yeah. Right? yeah, and and, and <laughs> but he at stuff. the same time you're like everyone. He's you hate him because he's just such a chauvinist and then sexist and everything else, and then at the same time it's like he says some really nice things to <laughs> to the main guy, and it's like I thought it was like a gothic Neil Diamond kind of thing. It's like <laughs> that's what I was going for. That's, that's what so I was nice. going for. <laughs> Anne and I to this day still scream Dracula musical whenever Dracula we want musical. to. Whenever we want to encourage the other, we're like Dracula musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make that is it a happen. fucking perfect, perfect film. And uh, and I love what's her name from. Um, oh, she's um, great. Good place. Yeah, she's unbelievably funny. Uh, but like, uh, Kristen Kristen Bell, Bell? Kristen Bell, yes, who's married funny. to Drax something Drax. Don't know. She's uh, he, smart, do you remember he was the guy in uh, Idiocracy who was like the doctor? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Drax yeah. Shepard. Thank you. Yeah, Dax Shepard. Jax Shepard. Jax Jack, yeah. something. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah she's uh, she's terrific. Um, I've, uh, I've And been also, looking... what, Mia, uh, what's her name? The, the, who's the, the, the hotel lady? The love uh, interest. She she's, married. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah she's, she's smart. She's, she's great. really smart. She's, she's great. great. It's so fucking. Great I creative. love the fact that she and Ashton Kutcher are so smart and intelligent and do all these things. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're so, characters on the '70s shows. They always play they're dumbasses. the dumbest of all of yeah. the characters. It was the yeah. best. It's the great. I, lo- I love those. I love both of those guys. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah, I saw them great. at a Starbucks in Century in uh, in uh, uh, Century City. It was pretty funny. I was yeah, at a Starbucks and like. Wait a minute! They're here with their kids buying muffins and getting lattes. I was like, "That's cool." <laughs> uh, and incidentally, he is responsible for you know, talk about the other uh, QAnon movie. He's he does the real world work of like his, it's his business that um, uh, is was primarily against human trafficking. Like he, he used all they used all their money to get into uh, working with the city of LA to um, halt human trafficking in, um, in Long Beach. As I understand yes. it, yeah. So they're also very cool people. Cool. Well, smart, she's also what's her what's her origin? Ukrainian? Or, no, Czech? I think something like that. I'm not sure. Something her and so she does a lot of work of uh, for refugees and That's awesome. things of that nature. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're good folks. huge humanitarians. Yeah. Very rich, and yeah. they do like make use that money for a lot for of good. good. Nice job. Nice job. Also, they're uh, independently hilarious on hot ones. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. So there we go. There we go. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So these, uh, this was, a, this was, this is a very interesting pairing, pairing is right. uh, of movies because like I really feel like, cause I, I, I don't know how, where 
where Oppenheimer uh, is going to land for me, but like it is definitely huh. an overpowering experience. Yeah, she's from Ukraine. Go ahead. Ukraine, yeah. Like I don't know where Oppenheimer is going to land for me. It is such it was so nice. Uh, this is a variation on what uh, you had quoted earlier, Eric. Like it was so nice to see a real grown-up movie. Like I was just like, "Oh, it's a movie with important things to say that's really well made." I was like, yeah. To well, see this in a theater was stunning. To, to put, to put, to put, uh, to try to sort of put a point on what Scott Ross was tweeting about. He was right. like, it's not a great movie. It's, it's just movie refreshing. Movies used to be, and we yeah. just forgot about it. Yeah. It's, uh, so, they used to make uh, we, a lot more movies like they, that. Used to, yeah. Movies used to be about something and not selling yes. you toys and. Well, specifically, I guess the big difference, cause there's plenty of really good, intense, thoughtful, great indie film sure. being made today. You know, uh, there's loads of great stuff like this. Um, in fact, I want to throw in sort of a crossover bug with a movie that I really, really love that's very feminist and very challenging is Promising Young Woman, um, which is not for Barbie entertainment, uh, but it is a really, really intense, very well done movie. Well, um, hold on. Okay. Uh, before we get into that, because we still have about an hour to go. Sure, sure, uh, sure. But I want to. I need to take a, a, a quick oh, break. Yeah, and fine. we can Good. do. Uh, I've I've logged into uh, a system, so I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to play an ad uh, for you guys. It'll be a little two minute Did ad. Did you see Sorry. what I sent you, Chris? Too. Okay, I'll check it out when I get back. Okay. Love I'll, it. Uh, no big deal, but yeah, I will, I will send it when I get back. All right, ad's going to start soon, but we'll be back in two minutes. Uh, just hold on to your hats. I'll be right back. And then you Dan, guys can okay? keep talking. Okay, you'll be right back too. All right. We'll be right, back in Dan. a second. So no, I'll talk to Dan. I know he gets scared. Okay. And then I'll get Dan and I'll just, be right back. Well, and then you the lights are off. I get weird. You know, all it's right. okay. Oh God, <laughs> Dan, don't worry. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. But yeah, like I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm used to seeing deep, interesting, good stuff on streaming now, but I, uh, I forgot how long it's been since I've seen like a, Hollywood supported big expensive adult you know it would have been really cool if the music that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff I would I could have done that film without dialogue just the music and music is beautiful music is really beautiful you could understand everything yeah Um, yeah no it's a it's a like that's that that's one of my actually because I think he has a lot of beautiful scores, especially recently. But this is the most folded into the movie his score has been. Usually, like they're 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 very pronouncedly their own thing. But the like I wasn't aware of the score, but the score was really investing me in every scene. Like it was really really promoting me in every scene. Um, and I, I thought it was uh, extremely well done. But yeah, what like are you it, talking about? Oh, t- talking about the Oppenheimer's uh, uh, use of music is like it's a little heavy handed. It's heavy handed for no. you. Okay. Yeah. Like it I, I liked so it. I liked beautiful. it quite a bit. I thought it was actually, I, I, I didn't, I'm not saying it's not pretty. It was just heavy handed. It's, it is very like the whole movie is he rolls the dice on doing some very, uh, intense operatic things. Yeah. That's what it was because yeah. the world is on his shoulders. Yeah. And, and what I really did enjoy about it stylistically is like, I, and I'm, I didn't think of this. This is uh, 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 another film critic said this. Um, uh, Darren Mooney. Uh, he pointed out that the movie is really about uncertainty, and um, and like there's two ways to view the world in this movie. 
and one is represented by Strauss and one is represented by Oppenheimer. And uh, so the, the, the basic structure of the movie is the quantum physics Schrodinger's Katniss of the event, you know, and how, like, which sort of path are we going to end up taking is the question of the film. Uh, because uh, the observation of it is what makes it a reality. And, uh, and so the movie puts as much in there to make things as unstable, like the greater the difference in the point of view, the physically more unstable the world of the film becomes. And I was just like, this is a big, risky thing mm. to be doing in a drama. You know, and I was like, I'm, gl- I'm just glad when people fucking take big swings like that. It was really, it was really spectacular. I, yes. Uh, but, you know, Nolan didn't have the obstacles that she had. Oh, I can't. I mean, there's no, like, there's no company. Like, he did everything well, he wanted. He had total control over it. Like, right. like nobody said no to him, which is, like, its own kind of trouble. But, like, so there's no way to compare yeah. the, the making of the movies at all, really. Because, like, she's got, she's got to run to the top of the hill with lead weights on against Mattel. Right. You know, he doesn't have, like, he's made... All of his movies are giant hits. Even Tenet, I think, right. made money. So the the studios are just like second do whatever, only to do yeah. whatever you want, Chris. Yes, you know? second only to 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 Cameron. Right, he can do whatever. Yes, he wants. you do whatever the fuck he pleases. Right. So it just comes down to his discipline of filmmaking made the right. movie great, which is great. Now, but like, I, I do I do want to know that Eric, you brought up some really great points about the sound uh, that I thought were really cool. Where I thought the sound was you know, pretty interesting. It was the music that was just gets, it's, it just starts to get the needle. You know, when that needle starts to go from yellow to red, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Starts hammering and that's, too hard. that's when it's like, and, and Nolan's tend to be always in the red, like to the sure. point where I can't even hear what the hell they're saying. Right. Yeah, right. And this one was like, but bouncing, it was on yellow to red to me. Right. You know, in yeah, terms right. of where it was, <laughs> Which so, is like, I was, I was just saying to me, this was his most sort of, folded in score like it like it didn't oh, uh, like yes like I, this is I the most agree. integrated score he's ever had uh, but, but it's still but he's like a lot, that's a long trip to take with him because it's for always sure, so for far sure. you know yeah uh but i do i mean i i, I eventually became i'm i am a convert of his argument like especially in movies like interstellar and tenet where you literally can't hear what the fuck people are saying at all right like oh you're, what, you're i don't like those bane, bane and that's, <laughs> that's i didn't like his earlier stuff at all <laughs> which, which one did you not like it like the batman i didn't like stuff? memento uh, yeah, i like Memento's batman okay I, I, memento you know, was I, an hbo film cut really well yeah and, um but i just it's uh i didn't like tenet i thought that was I didn't like insomnia. Insomnia is what I, insomnia, I, really I didn't like. like yeah. Well, it was okay. It's, it's, just, it's okay. It's okay. It just wasn't. He gets slowly know. gets better with those movies, but he makes this bizarre giant leap for me after the Batman movies. Like the Batman movies are okay. They're pretty good. Some good stuff. Uh, but like once he gets into like, you know, Interstellar and all that stuff, he's just making movies on a whole I different thought, weird uh, experimental uh, level. The dream yeah. one. What's the, what am I thinking? Uh, Inception. Inception yeah. was very interesting. Yeah, like they're they're really. I mean, I I hear the the critiques that people have of him, but this is true about all. But you see, like Inception. In, okay, I'll go back. Sorry, Inception obviously very loud sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Very intrusive, yeah. very intrusive sounds. But to me, that was an important part of it. Here, it felt a little. I don't know. There was something different. But I do, Eric. The note that you had specifically where. The, there's an explosion happening, and then you only hear the chairs. Or during the cheering, yeah, it's a totally silent part. scene. Yeah, like that. Like yeah, when, so when that actually, yeah. But that's if the rest of the movie was like that, it would have been great. Uh, I feel like um, 
there it got a little bit uh, little bit circular with a lot of these interrogations and I felt like it uh if they reduce uh, at least with the flames you're talking about the flames I felt like they didn't need to show it. They had to show the impact of it because that's whole movies about the impact of mm-hmm. this right. one man. So right. the lights and the this over and just looking back with all the lights and silence was, it tells more about what he is developing and how it affects us still to this day mm-hmm. than anything else. And so it was like silence is, was the best part of the film. It was beautiful. Oh, it's, it's, it's a terrific sequence. Like I and think the, that it's like, and it's so the desert at night. Um, it was really great. It was really. I, I agree with. It's like the thing that I thought was distracting was the meh explosion. Right. right. They didn't right, right, show, right. Yeah. But yeah. They didn't. If they didn't, because everything else, them sitting on the mattresses facing backwards, was I love, great. Uh, and uh, uh, softy Benny, Benny Safty with the fucking the, goop on his face. Oh, the goop on his face <laughs> and the sunglasses. That's great. I like when, when Safty says to, uh, uh, what's his name? Dennis Quaid's son. Dennis Quaid's like, don't worry, the glass will protect me from the UVA. He's like, what will protect you from the glass? Sweet <laughs> 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 business. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Safty's great. Uh, like, I love, uh, like, Florence Pugh does a brilliant job in that movie, and it's a really hard role to play. She right. was so beautiful. I was so, like, yes, God, terrific. this girl like, is. Perfect she was casting, great so job. great, a yeah. beautiful, beautiful actress too. Yeah. It was so sexy those scenes too. Well, and like really... that's that's the beauty of those. The beauty of that stuff is like it. If it weren't as well played as it's easy to let that character slip into film noir sort of simplicity, um, but she keeps on making that a real person, uh, and it makes it both very, very sensual and very upsetting because it's very. Um, it brings like uh it like everything about her is very physical and very really emotional and all the stuff that Oppenheimer himself is avoiding like he's trying to stay up in his head the whole time and she's like she just keeps on wrapping her arms around him and pulling him back down to the physical world and she becomes the guilt of what he is doing she and reminded is, me of some like almost like from Greek mythology, the way she mm-hmm. looked and, and, yeah. and her beauty and intelligence were something. And well, I'm not going to say, I knew somebody like that in my life, uh, you know, and it's, it just brought back like, wow, I remember her. And, uh, you know, um, before I got married and stuff, but yeah, it definitely absolutely was blown away by her. And I was yeah, like, she's I terrific. didn't, but Blunt I felt great. like it was perfect because almost like I felt like, she was like from a kibitz or she was, there was yeah. something about her that was so authentic yeah. and also like beyond life in a way. It was almost like her yeah. character was like not an angel, but there was a mythological quality about her um, and the way her presence was that, and you know, it's interesting. It's like always um, never these wide shots, you know, it was always tight or in a room. Yeah. Yeah. There was something, and in the intimate scene where she grabs the book and she has him yeah. read it. Well, I was yeah. like, "That oh, it's was terrific! It's terrific!" And like, I this, wanted this, to the, know more about him through that. Well, this, this is the, my 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 favorite thing about the movie overall is that the more I thought about it, the more it, like it does this thing. Like, this is what movies often fail to do for me now is like characters in this movie aren't simply there for 
their own dramatic parts, you know, like, oh, like the details, the dr- dramatic details of someone's life, like who cares, you know, like they are all, uh, symbolic ref- representations of what is happening within the main character. And like he is interacting with these people or avoiding interacting with these people because of how he feels. And when you have a, uh, an incredibly tight, uh, intentionally opaque performance, like Killian Murphy's, like you absolutely, he has to hold strong and not give, not show his cards too much. And then all the other supporting actors essentially do the, in, the, the externalized emotional work. Uh, and it's, she uh, took over though, Emily Blunt. Oh when yeah. They like, had that scene. She basically she, took the rest of the film. Exactly. Yeah, yes, which ex- was strange to me. Well, well because, he, like, because, he did, because she, she's portrayed as a bad mother alcoholic the whole time. But she, no, she's also the moral force of the movie. I understand and, that, but it's, but it's strange, give right? Give me one second, guys. Give me one right. second. Well, it's strange because basically right. like she she's it just something strange about her right oh yeah and, like and, absolutely and, and i had a hard first of all i had a hard time with hearing the kids cry the whole time and all that stuff that was right sure hard having, it's, having yeah, babies, it's hard to listen to yeah hard. exactly it's emotional to um, hear that noise it, it's it's I, but also i understand when she says i've been here all Dang. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, because that's what I really like about it. It's a, it's a, it's a very complex portrayal of a very complex. Because like uh, both these roles for like both his love interests, essentially, like it's easy to play these shallow and get away with it. But Blunt is like she is like she like she plays drunk really, really well. Like when you can tell that she's fucking hammered and she's trying to remain like clear. Like, and she's like warbling just a little bit and like slurring just a little bit. So you're like, you're like, are you fucking drunk? Like she's saying something that I want her to say. That's important to say to get this fucking idiot under control. But this is how much it's wearing on her. She's like, she is, she's losing control of herself and her ability to take care of the people that she loves, including her kid. Mm-hmm. Um, because he just will not accept responsibility for his life. Like he just won't do it. Like he's always just like no in the moment in the moment it's working on a thing all the time, you know and uh, and she's like it's both like uh, uh, what's her name Pew is constantly trying to pull him into the emotional world and she is always trying to pull him into the like into the real re- world the real world, <laughs> real world. right yeah. could we do a podcast where we are like Nolan those silent scenes. And we just play the music, <laughs> and it's just podcast. us crumpling paper yes, and stuff. Like, it's totally ASMR. And that's our podcast. Eating a sandwich because it's three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. But that like, would this be is great, like, actually. That's a great idea. This, right? this is this is the kind of stuff that Nolan is accused of not paying attention to, and he's. It turns out he's actually very good at it. Yes. Like, and uh, like he's he's often distracted by the novelty of his own inventions, but when he focuses on what the movie's supposed to be, or as he d- Caesar said, really. he's up in his own ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I find that a very entertaining place, so I don't have any problems with. It. I understand sure. his criticisms of it, you know. And uh, it's like you know, like people, you know, like he like he's too much exposition. I'm just like, yeah, I know, but I love exposition when it's fun. Like well, that's why I love uh, fucking the Dirty Dozen. It's all exposition. Oh, like it's, you know it's what? Cool I saw, guys talking about cool things they're going to do. I love. That I shit. saw the it's other fun. day was the train with Burt Lancaster. Oh, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. The train. Like, what's good. funny fuck- about it is that 
like everyone, he's part of the French resistance. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, yes, we must fight the Nazis. And then he's like this Jewish guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's yeah. like he doesn't even make an attempt to like get an accent. It's like, I'm head of the resistance. What That's are you what tell stars me? can My do, My mother man. used to make okay. these locks with the That's big. That's the same thing with uh, Sean Connery, man. He's just like, exactly. I just, just do the same accent every time. He's an Egyptian in that fucking, in, in, uh, what do you call it, in Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> he's an Egyptian who then moved to Spain. And he is, sounds like Sean Connery. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My name is Ramirez. <laughs> and I talk like this. I talk like that. <laughs> like, when you're a star, oh, who's you're a the star, guy who plays fine. Sean Connery on SNL? Oh, he's funny, yeah. Um, I can't think of I'll his name. I'll take famous yeah. titties for $500. Anal <laughs> bum cover. Oh my god. Yeah, the rapist for five hundred, Alex. I was actually the just therapist. <laughs> that's the rapist. The rapist. The um okay. That's that's prime Will Farrell right there. Yes. That's it. That's Will Farrell. That's it. Like Le- again, we he's not great, dismiss man. the quality that Will Farrell is as a person. Yes. He when he's great, he is great. Yes. 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 Stranger Than Fiction, I thought he was great. Stranger Than Fiction, actually. A tremendous, tremendous film. Right. Anchorman 1. Anchorman Literally as perfect well. performance. Anchorman 1, that is the, that's the Daniel Plainview of comedies. Mm. <laughs> like, it's, it's a towering comic achievement. Like, that's up there with, like, Gene Wilder in Young Frankenstein good. Literally yeah. flawless. Yeah. I, I, I could go there. That's a, that's a great one. Oh, or actually, possibly the best of all time is Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie across the board. Yes. Best performance. I do love Will Ferrell and Elf. Oh, yes. Okay. I'll give him that for sure. And you know what I really love? Like, I loved him in them. He did the um, the Pasadena Rose Bowl parade uh, coverage in character as this other person. Nobody watched this thing. It was funny as hell. Yeah. It was him and uh, Molly Shannon. Oh, perfect. And, and, and it was so fun. It was like four hours of running commentary from those guys. I was dying laughing. It's so oh, funny. I Nobody love watched that. it. They canceled it. Yeah. No, who, who did this? It was Will, Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon and Molly were doing Shannon. The, 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 the Pasadena Rose Bowl <laughs> Rose Parade or whatever. Commentary. And they were playing it like they were actual newscasters doing this. Oh, and it was fucking absolutely that's a funny. That's a hilarious episode of uh, uh, Frasier when that his dream is to be a, a, a banter commentator on the on the uh, Christmas parade. <laughs> so <laughs> and he fucks really? it up real bad. Yeah, oh, it's really God. funny. I, I, it's time for me to go back to racist, the best, the best. How can it be better than horrible, horrible because racism? He criticizes this black woman host. Oh my god! I just, oh my just god! Take, I, there's some moments in Frasier that are like, oh, Frasier. It's trying, I, I haven't seen Frasier in so long, but it was at the time the funniest show I'd ever seen. Like the writing is so the writing good. is flawless. Yeah, and uh, and the chemistry between. Um, uh, Niles and him mm-hmm. is of that's like that's the, and the, the lines. Perfect. I'm just going to give you one line. All right, so he Frazier tries to buy Freddie his son uh, a Christmas present, and he's having it delivered in the mail. Right, and it's just before Christmas, and he's like, "I got him." You know, the living brain is supposed to be the most educational toy out there. And his father goes, "Oh, geez, can't you just get him the robot geek toy or whatever?" He's like, right. "No, no, no, it's very educational, etc." And so he opens up the package and it's a dollhouse, right? And he goes, Oh no, this was supposed to go 
to uh, uh, the, the genuine crane from Kenny Bunkport. Oh, no, they got the wrong gift or whatever. And then uh, it's like, now, so you know what this means? He goes, yes. The cranes of Maine have got your living brain. <laughs> They've got your living brain. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God. God. I mean, it's how did they set up that joke? The cranes <laughs> of Maine have got your living brain. I was like, oh, oh God. God. That's like, Mwah, writing. The, I think the, 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 the writing and that cast, especially the first, like, three seasons are just it goes pretty late. Like I would say, I would go up to season eight. It's, yeah, it's a, it holds strong. It definitely holds, holds strong. strong. And yeah. once it starts to once it starts to fall into the 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 friends drama, like yeah, where where like the relationship between two of the characters. And There's, have you ever seen the Joe Montana uh, movie Homicide, uh, directed by David Mamet? No. Uh, it's, now I want to. It's, you should see it. It's excellent. It's got okay. Bill Macy, and uh, it's great. Uh, and it's a very, very early David Mamet-y movie. It's really funny. I think I've seen that. It's really honest. good. I've um, seen most of Mamet's films. I love, I love, he may be a batshit crazy right wing weirdo right now, but I still love his fucking movie making. He's such a wild, weird guy. Um, but, uh, his movie Homicide has this line that Bill Macy says that stuck with me for the, the for 30 years now, which is when, um, uh, uh, the main character is just like, he's a cop and he's like pursuing this case too hard. It's fucking up his life. And Bill Macy is his partner. And he goes, Joe, let me tell you something. And it's the truest thing I know. What the old whore said, once you start coming with the customers, it's time to quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to, that's what happens to shows that have been on too long. Once you're like, oh, but I can't, I love these characters too. No. No, Fraser. Fraser is about shame. <laughs> uh, Give me more shame. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. I saw a little piece about it because you know he is a disgusting character on Fraser. That's the whole point, That's the point. right? That's, That's the, the whole point. And I think great sitcoms are when the protagonists are really despisable yes. people, right? Like like Seinfeld, right? Like Seinfeld, or exactly. or, or like Carol O'Connor. Carol yeah, O'Connor is the yes. very point Perfect. of all the family, exactly, yeah, exactly. all the, right. And so, yeah. but he is really. And it was funny. I saw this little piece about him where, because Kelsey Grammer is a massive overactor in a lot of ways. Right? Oh, he's a ham. He's an absolute and, ham. And so he apparently like does these things where he's like, oh, I'm doing so and so from, um, uh, 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 moon, uh, uh, the honeymooners, like what, right. ga- ga- Jackie Gleason. So he actually has all these references of different, when he overdoes something, he's like, yeah, I'm going right. to do the Jackie Gleason on this. Is he ring cuckoo bird? A little bit, I think so. Kelsey, a, a touch. Grammar? Yeah, I think. I don't, yeah, I think, well, I don't think he's. I don't think he's cuckoo. I think he's Republican. I don't think he's like a Trump supporting Republican, but he's he's Republican. Yeah, he's so. uh, he's also like when he was doing Frasier, he was like, "It's a massive paycheck, and I'm gonna take as much as I can." Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but yeah, like uh, yeah, I, you know, he's he's uh, like I love when people know how to be hams. It's we were talking about with Kenneth Branagh earlier. Like, right, Ken, Kenneth Branagh is just like it's. it's the problem I have with delicious. Kenneth Branagh, the Kenneth problem I have with Kenneth Branagh is that he he takes himself too seriously sometimes. He well, certainly when he really? was making Hamlet, yes. out of everybody in Hollywood. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, okay, fair. I think he's fair, much Eric, better now. Fair, Eric. <laughs> he is like he is tip top when he makes Henry V, which is my favorite Shakespeare movie ever made. Uh, he's incredible in it. Best Shakespeare movie ever made. Um, no, and then, the best and then he, one was um, Ian McKellen in um, Richard the Third. 
Rick, Richard III. That's the other great Shakespeare movie. With, in yeah. that Benning. Holy mm. moly. Yeah. Okay, right. hold on, hold on. What am I thinking? What's what's the... the I'm going to eat, Chris, Al- okay? Alec Guinness. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the camera off you every time you do that. <laughs> Alec Guinness film. The, Alec Guinness did one, too. Didn't he do a Hamlet? Richard III. He did do a Richard... Alec oh, Guinness. yes. Yeah, I think that's right. That's right. Yeah. My, and actually, my favorite... My favorite Ham- With Gilgood, yeah. My my favorite um my favorite uh what do you call it Hamlet is um uh there's a BBC production with uh Nicole Williamson uh who everyone will remember as um uh, Merlin from Excalibur. Oh right. And he is absolutely fucking out of this world. But out of the outside of that, I really like Mel Gibson's Hamlet. Like mm. that is that is actually a really really good movie. It's not a great Shakespeare movie, but it's a really good movie movie. And I think uh, they dialed it in. It was before Mel went really off the rails. I think Mel Gibson was also involved in that silent of freedom thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, really? God. Yeah. Because oh, Gibson is actually making a documentary about child sex trafficking. That's his next project. Right. Uh, and then after that, he's going back Listen, to Cash Machine. The, the, the thing is, it's, it's interesting because, like, obviously – Child sex trafficking is an issue. It's a problem. These are real things. Yes, these are real That's things. Why it shouldn't but then, be treated. But then you're like, as a conspiracy oh, and then the theory by conspiracy is that it's all Democrats who want to drink yeah. their blood, yeah, which is like that's bad news. That doesn't help anybody. No, that, that and it doesn't help the, the sex trafficking problem yes, either because exactly. then the people don't take it seriously. Yes, yeah, like that's that like that is like. That's the kind of stuff. I'm going to check out the trailer because I don't know a damn thing about it. Yeah, I think we should do it. I don't, I, don't I don't necessarily. So here's the thing: is I don't I haven't seen it either. I'm so I'm making comments about this in the same way that Ted Cruz is making comments about Barbie. Sure, I am sure that the film has a strong message about things, but the problem I'm going to have look. is that there's an underlying message about yeah. how this is about the left wing. Yeah, please, yeah, please check out QAnon.com. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. We don't need that part. And I don't need that part, yeah. right? Yep. And I guess, you know, if you think about it and trying to be the devil's advocate, there's basically saying, oh, they're using Barbie to try to sell you on some woke ideas, right? Sure. And that's that's the message, right? And they're not necessarily wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> right? like, uh, uh, well, this comes to the – like, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And so like – for example, Lily and I are having – she just loves Barbie because the specific is like it is so woke and that's the best part of it to yeah. her, right? Because right. she wants to say, hey – and by the way, I don't – you know, the term woke was invented by people from the left. Actually, it's invented by black people it's, specifically. It's a, actually, right? yes. Right? It's from black but to, but black it's been adapted by the, by, the le- by the left to be able to, to mean a specific thing and then was villainized by the right, right? Well, the, yeah. Because DeSantis uses that term so much in legal documents, yes, he yes. was forced to define it. Right. And his lawyers said, what is the definition of woke? And he said, the definition is that you are aware that there are other cultures around you that are being oppressed and you need to be empathize with them. I was like, how could you be against that? Yeah, that's wild. Oh, it's wild that he would say it because that's not what, what people from the – when people from the right complain – and I'm not talking about – legally to define right, to it. Right, to say this, right, but, which is really interesting because like the problem, the problem with the word itself is that – uh, it has a totally different meaning depending upon who's speaking, right? Sure. And it's like AI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like the where I get uh, frustrated, just with the left is when they hear something 
that the right is saying. They use the term woke and the what the right means by woke or whatever the person means in that particular instance. I'm not talking about Trump supporting wackos. I'm just talking about Republicans. Like they're talking about a certain kind of intrusive um, pushing your uh, your buttons, bu- pushing your buttons, kind of aggressive. I'm a bad person if I don't say yes to you right now kind of attitude. Yes. Like that's generally what they mean, right? And when when you hear regular normal people on the right or Republicans say that. When someone says they say so so they say like it's the woke agenda, right? And I'm against the woke agenda. That's what someone on the right says. And what they what they the underlying truth is they're saying I'm sick of people coming in and telling me and my family that we're bad people because we you know, are Republican or whatever it is. When we hear that phrase, we go, okay, I'm going to take that word woke and define it how I define it, which means a positive, like a positive outlook on a a, a spectrum of sexualities and having like, like equal rights for everyone fighting for that. Like all this stuff. And so we say, oh, what he said is he's against black people, trans people, gay people, and all this stuff. That's what we put in our minds that this person said when that's not what that person meant. Yeah. Like, and so that creates um, arguments when there don't have to be arguments. Like, like if you, if you actually use straightforward language, you're better off. So like words like that become an issue because they're so loaded with whatever you want them to mean in the moment that they mm. don't turn into actual meaningful senses. That being said, like if you take the wokeness, you know, out of Barbie, like what you're taking out of it is stuff that everyone should feel good about. Like everyone being equal and friendly and good to each other. Like that's what the movie is promoting and it's promoting it in a really positive, happy way. Like there's nothing in the movie to disagree with because that's what you would want for yourself. So like the idea that this is a woke agenda movie, I don't understand what that means for someone. In the right. Well, they, they, first of all, the, the point I was trying to make is like, they didn't see it. They didn't see it. They didn't see it. They basically right. said it's anti-male. Right. And, and like, they just and, went with that. Right? Like, I, th- I think that they, like I, I hear you know, like because of, the problems that I outlined, they do get into tricky territory that I can see lighting up. If you're going in there mad, you'll get, you'll have reason to be mad. But the fact is like, if you go to see, like I said, get out, like no one, no, no white person going to see get out. It's gonna be like, I can't believe it was so racist against whites. Like, which is because it's a fucking ridiculous thing to say, you know? And so like the, the idea that this is trying to be anti-male is utterly missing the point of the entire film. I think there's a lot of people, though, and I am, you know, I don't agree with many people, but I think people, I think the nation and in the world, there's a sense of loss of control mm-hmm. within their lives. And, yeah. and so I think when these touch points are like movies, like arguing about movies and, you know, I think that's their only way where they can express like, I, I, I agree. I'm not I agree. grounded and, and the world scares me or this or that. And I get that aspect, 
of it. I do. Sure. I, I think the big problem is, is that the way we're having discussions is wrong. I completely it, agree with you. It's like this online yes. stuff. Once it's you're just, only in the heightened land of insults. That's right. And that's why I stay mad. away from online because it will it's jack me up. Because yeah. I would be like, fuck off. Like me with my mouth. I, I, I started early and I tried like other things and I completely just blow up at people and yeah. I've stayed off of it because it just. It's useless. I, it's a useless yeah, I'm not good there because I just right. am like, I, uh, it's really hard to, uh, and it's, and it's really just about, it's easy too. It's really just about sales. Like all that, the, the reason why it's so popular is because companies forefront it so they can make more money off of conflict. So that's like, this 100%. is like, well, basically right. look, social media realized there's a higher likelihood that people will share something that yep. they're angry about than there's something they feel good about. It used to be, you remember when the internet was all about, or Facebook was all about cat videos? Yes. Those yeah. were the good old days. Those man. were the good old days. Those you know what's weird days. though? There's probably a lot of people who love Barbie, but are still against corporations. But Barbie is just a huge corporate thing. Yeah. And this and is where I, fine, obviously where I start. It's like, okay, but you know, it's, that's all it is, is just a rebrand. Right. Which so, I thought was genius because well, it was well, okay. it was fun. I want to say for, I am a I I am a capitalist in a lot of ways. Yeah, sure. I believe that I get a better life for me if there's free competition and evolution in this world. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. Right. I'm and not. So, anti- and so 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 capitalism itself allows that to happen. So Good, Barbie well has to. Recu- com- yes. Barbie has to compete for your attention yes. so that you're excited about Barbie. I'm okay with that. That's okay. okay right? That, yeah, but that, that's not, that has nothing to do with what my point I was making. I did, I'm not, I'm not, I, I yeah, agree. Just so but, you know. Yeah. It just because my, my comments have nothing to do with. I didn't, I didn't say it yeah, was. Yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah, just like talking I, about capitalism. I don't have, in like, I don't have an, yeah, like, I, like, I'm not, I'm just, not an anti capitalist, for instance. Right. No, like, I don't buy it. Certainly am not. Um, yeah. But I just, uh, for me, it's, it was so blatant for what it was. And it still was, I loved it, sure. but it was like, that's what it was. But it's right. like, people are arguing over woke, but I just was thinking on the way home, like, there are people who are probably really, again, you know, probably protested with, you know, the Wall Street protests, Yeah, but yet love this movie. Love and this it's movie. like, no, it's obviously money yeah, to make money. And it's like, that's just the <laughs> kind of a funny place that's, we are yes, in the world. Exactly. It is, but it's it not is necessarily the wrong place. And I'll tell you this more specifically. I never I, said I, it was I, wrong. I hear what you're saying though, Eric. I hear what you're saying, Eric, because I think it's a really good point. But I think that there's like, like, for example, I feel that I am definitely a pro-capitalist person as I mm-hmm. feel, but I also feel that we don't have enough social services in this country to support everyone that needs support. And therefore yes. I am definitely <laughs> more left wing or as they call it socialists. Right. I am not a communist. <laughs> I yeah, am very I, anti-communism. Here's, yes. Here's, here's my, here's my argument. Anti-capitalist yes. more specifically. And they don't think people in this country, especially right wing people do not know the difference between communism and socialism. The, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, like, oh, there's a great line. <laughs> they from define Mank. it in Oppenheimer. They, they, yes. And there's a great line from Mank that I think of all the time is when Mank says, you know, the difference, uh, communist, uh, like uh, socialism is where everyone shares the wealth. Communism is where everyone shares the poverty. <laughs> there you well, yes. Yeah. Well, it, it, like, it, where where no one owns anything. Ownership yes. is, pro, is 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 stealing, right? right? 
Right. And ownership is theft, which is the whole, in our, often one of my favorite bits when he talks about the translation of that is particularly interesting. Right. But like the, um, uh, the, it's like my argument against communism is that all examples on the earth have turned into ultimate disaster failures. That's so right. let's not do that. It doesn't Except work very Venezuela. well. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little unstable, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, socialism the, uh, has been okay in places like Sweden. Yeah, like you, have, you have to have a, a very specific set of. Circumstances, but I don't think the but, right like, knows that they they, yeah. they define socialism and communism as the same thing, and it's very, yes, no, very it's not different. even like not even remember. the thing is like I'm not, like I I do believe in capitalism. Well regulated capitalism works very well, right? Sure, especially in conjunction with a strong democracy. With like strong democracy and also the ability great. to make sure the competition and anti-competitive laws and anti-monopoly yes, laws. Yes, exactly. These are all very right? good, strong things. And I believe in those wholeheartedly. When and you, that, when you that take involves those breaks re- off. Government regulation to make sure that that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And so you right. don't have the freaking crazy Facebook owns Instagram and at yes. WhatsApp and all that shit. Yes, exactly. Right? exactly. And you don't have the whole, you know, all of, all of that needs to. Like the way that capitalism is working right now is. Not very well. Like, I think that this is the problem. Well, it's still making lots of money for everybody. No, and it's capitalism is not the, the way but that our government is the way, with the way that we're running our, the way that we're running it right. isn't working very well. Right. And like, we have to step away from that ideal because it's it all not comes down to fucking taxes. They just don't want to pay the fucking taxes. Fucking and, and Mark Breyer that, will I mean, tell you, like, by the way, you are, everyone is being fooled into thinking this is about gun control and birth control, yeah. but it's about taxes. It's yeah, all that, all the taxes. other shit, all the other, all the other gun control and all the anti-abortion stuff. That's only there so to you fight you. With, to distract you and make you fight so they can get people on the Supreme Court to pass the regulations or to deconstruct the regulations that they do want. Did want. you guys see what happened to McConnell? That, no. What yeah. Happened? <gasps> that was genius, dude. Oh my God. What happened? What happened? <laughs> oh, it wasn't genius. He had a the answer on camera. On oh camera. shit. Really? Oh no. Yeah. Like he on camera, he just froze in the middle of his talk and I had to walk him off. Oh no. They don't know what happened to him. Oh, like man. no one's talking about it. They're pretending he's okay. But this, he fell a couple of times mm-hmm. and then he was about to give a talk and he just like on camera goes like, uh, 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 he turned more into a turtle than he's ever been. Oh my God. That guy. Listen, yeah. I, I really don't like that. Guy. I hate that guy. Yeah, the guy's I think bad he news. is the I rudest. Like I don't, I don't wish a stroke on anybody. Um, but like I would certainly, yeah. I, I, if he's yeah, no him longer and in the business, scene yeah. is like, oh my God, you got to get stopped this bullshit. Like if Diane you get this, Einstein guys, is completely. She's like, more senile than Joe Biden, which says yeah. a lot. Yep. So I mean, like these these are the things, dude. So like the thing is, like with Barbie, right? I think that both Barbie so and we got Dr. Yeah, Barbie we can do it hey, with hey. Barbie. You know, this like, is why I love you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> like the great thing about both Barbie and Oppenheimer, like Barbie is extremely on the surface, very frivolous and fun and silly, right? Which is great, but it does um, activate uh, a real conversation, which needs to be had, which is fantastic. Right. My, my, my critiques aside, that, that is the function of that thing. And the same thing is true for Oppenheimer. Like I was, I was very unnerved by the ending of Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like I was like that, like that got me way harder than I expected to. And what was brilliantly done is that they, they make it seem so personal to him the whole time. Like it's always just like, it's about his life and his relationships and all this stuff. And in the end, they're like, it is not about any of that at all. It's about, this and this is about you and it i did not like einstein 
I didn't, th- I didn't have any feelings about him. I thought he, like, he was, he was fine. I mean, was this great. is such yeah, an important fine. character. He could have been a little bit, you know, maybe they could have, could have given that to Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, dude, no one's going to be Branagh. Like, yeah, because I'm sorry, but 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 uh, Truman, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. What that was great. Douche. Yeah, he's, he's fucking No, awesome. I know, and he was a complete douche. Like, get this. Pussy out of That's here! Yeah, exactly. Like it was That's like oh, toxic masculinity. <laughs> that, that is so. That's so it. good, and that's you know that's the uh, the 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 I, I hate to, to say it, but the the Tropic Thunder moment when you realize, oh my God, that's Tom Cruise the whole time, you know? Like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and and they needed that, and and then at the same time, Einstein. You know, I think with part with of Einstein, was the, yeah, sorry, sorry, just to go back yeah. because we were talking about True uh, Carey. That was so no, my God, Drew Carey would have been great, actually. My God, no, uh, 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 but uh, we we talked about it with uh, uh, Air. The uh, like, we just released that episode, and I had to re-listen to the whole thing. But Air, and we're talking with about Jordan. like Michael Jordan with, was, yeah. you know, right. what if Einstein was? You just see the back of his head the whole time, right? right. And you didn't do that with him, and you well, had this- he's, like. I agree that Einstein himself is like the. I don't think the actor is bad. The actor is fine. It's he is more of just sort of like. He is there to be Einstein. Like there's no real character. Yeah, but he for him didn't. To play. He didn't. He didn't feel Einstein. I didn't feel it's Einstein. Impo- it's impossible to cast Einstein. That's not yeah, true. It's impo- I think we could have done played, it. I no. don't. I think we could have done it. I think okay. his job was. Or, I, I can't think of it. But his role was there perfect. Was a, there was his, a made-for-TV movie in the '90s with Einstein, and it was really great. Or maybe it was just my memory because I loved it. But I don't know. I think we're wrong. Right. I think oh, we could okay. have done Einstein I, better. I buy it. I buy it. I'm, I'm welcome to be wrong on that. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it was just his job was done. So he really all he had to do was just stand, you know, be him, almost you know, throwing rocks into the, in the yeah. pond. He's, he's like yeah. his he's job like a symbol. In the it's film. like I did, yeah. you know, my part. You, you you know what's funny is that I remembered it was a mini series about Einstein, and I don't remember what it was, and it was in the nineties or eighties or something. I remember seeing as a kid, and that exact scene. Took mm. place in that uh, movie. Like it must be a, some real event that he must the be some real because he yeah. was by a pond yeah. throwing rocks, it's, it's talking to Oppenheimer image. and yeah. saying, "If this happened, and we're all dead, or right. like, you know, like you know, right. don't you know?" That conversation must have happened in that yeah. context because it was almost felt like I've seen this scene before it's in a that mini series, right? Right? Yeah, yeah it was right. Einstein, Wolfman Jack. And oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Because it was originally an American graffiti, like, right? right? I loved yeah. Shirelles. Yes. Right. That, that was just, great. I was going to say uh, 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 Gene Wilder, but that's, that's fine. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like Gene the, Wilder would have done an amazing job on that. The, <laughs> Imagine Gene perfect. Wilder's Einstein. Yeah, I'm okay. bring, I'm putting okay. the Einstein picture you, behind me. You successfully me argued that point. Obviously, there was someone who would have played it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like the the brilliance of the movie is that like it wraps you up in all the drama surrounding his life. Right. And then it slowly points out that all of the drama that we experience on a day to day basis, both personally and politically with everybody else online and all the fucking noise and all the bullshit that we are all like we argue and scream about all the time, uh, all comes down to we are not in the moment of these uh, momentous things that are happening and we're not actually uh, assuming the control that we should, and that's why things are getting out of control. Well, isn't it also this? I mean, the lesson they're trying to say is that Strauss did all this personal vendetta against Oppenheimer because mm-hmm. 
he thought that he said something bad about he him. He slighted Einstein. him, and it didn't even happen. It didn't even happen. Right. And well, so he also whole, made fun of him at the AEC meeting. Yeah, I mean, he's a dick well, to well, him. Well, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dick to him, for sure. Right? It's just oh. jealousy, but so much of that. Which, it's by the way, like, petty. What is this? I, Claudius? I mean, where else is there, like, Richard III? Dude, right? Dude, exactly. exactly. Dude, this happened in real life. Yeah. Oh, the only reason the Trump ran for president is because Obama made fun of him at the fucking sec- uh, at the at the the, the, uh, uh, the, the dinner, right? The dinner, yeah, yeah the uh, correspondence dinner. The correspondence dinner. Trump made fun of him. You could see the anger in his eyes. Yeah. That was the motivation he needed to run for president, and that's what did it. And that's why right. we're in this bullshit QAnon right. crap that we just described. Right, and because so like, of Obama. Like what, because, because, because yes, Obama right. it's made it's fun of them. Because yes, yeah. yeah but, but like the, actually, the, I think the joke was written for Obama by um, the late night host. Um, he was on Saturday Night Live. I'll think of it. He he was on the same thing. He wrote the joke for him. But uh, is it like yeah, like this is the this is the thing is that like because we, we uh, like because like Strauss re- represents uh, the Trumpiness of the world in that movie. Uh, and like he is the, uh, like, I, I wouldn't he go is. quite Trumpiness because I, I, here's no, personal, personal, sorry. personal vendetta. Sorry, sorry, but, uh, black and white thinking. Well, hold on. And, no, he's well, just, this he's is, an I'm, I'm, I'm going to distinguish Trump from just general right wing thing because Trumpiness is preying on dumbness. Oh, for sure. I'm yes. sorry to say fair, that. Fair enough. Fair okay, enough. because they, enough. they're just they're, they're just easy playing, playing guys, and easy to sell red hats to. Like a as I can say, dude, he was Trump a political player. Go ahead, Eric. He was a political player. He was basically this bureaucratic political power player. Yes, Trump right. was he wasn't a he was he, he was is, a bully. Well, he is that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like Trump, Trump is that, but he instead of doing it with government, he does it with constituencies. Well, or, he does it with selling companies. hats. Yeah, like, yeah literally, he's that's made. It. That's what I mean. He has made half a billion dollars selling Trump well, the, crap. And the th- well, the thing is, is, really? is that, like I know, yes. I know, and and then he does. He, he apparently he he takes it all and puts it into some uh, uh, corp, you know uh, shell corporation, yeah, and that's what he's living lawyers. on. Yeah, he's exactly. living on selling. Uh, he's a make American mega hats. Yeah, he's a leech. He's a leech. That's pretty much it. So like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care well, about anything. Of course. Whatever he, he's, he's going, going to jail though. Doing the, the marketing. Thing, but, but this is the thing is that like he, he got I to know. Yell for no, for God's sakes, like dude. No, okay, I, I, got, yeah, I went like, to Colgate I, for God's sakes. It's not that hard. I, <laughs> he didn't like, go to Yale. Hi, like the thing is, he didn't go to Yale. No, well, he went to like, whatever he, he, went he went to. to Trump yeah. University. He, he went to Trump University. University and he went to so, like, but went the, to the thing is, like, I know I know at least three people, some and who are very smart people who are Trump supporters, and the, you talk to them, and they're they're intellectual, very smart, you know, fairly well to do people, and like, yeah, like, and so it's it isn't a dumbness thing. It is it is emotional. It's an emotional. It's an emotional thing. A connection thing. Right. They just connect with them, and yes. that's it. Like yeah. it is, it is more rooted in the religious part of the brain than the thinky part of the brain. That's right, a hundred percent. That's all it what is. That is. And and you don't want to be stuck in the middle of that. No, no. And so we're going to talk about uh, Barbie and uh, and Oppenheimer. But th- listen, <laughs> here's here's here's. I'm going to just put my little my little uh, my little side thing. Uh, put your Trump hat on. <laughs> my little my little cla- thing on this. I am glad I'm going to actually change it to my uh, Barbie background. I am really happy that these movies got made. Totally. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, that, I think that these movies getting made 
are is a wonderful thing that we should celebrate and we do celebrate yep. and yep. we are celebrating with our dollars and there's my capitalist Dude, uh, like, that these are on. mega hits is right. fantastic. Right. It's fantastic across the board. And I think it's also a freaking uh, alarm bell to all of the Marvel Indiana Jones. Let's keep making Amen. fucking IP from 40 years ago. Amen. Nice right? to, new and stuff. New stuff. Now, the problem I have is that they – and it's brought, been brought up in chat several times by both Caesar and, and Jason. It's like – Mattel is not going to get the message. No, they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> they're going to fuck yes. it up. Oh yeah, and they're, they're not going to make the, the fucking. They're going to make the Matchbox Mattelverse. Yes, and they're going to Mattel and it, they're going to fuck it up. And yes. they're going to go. Oh, we got. We don't realize. It's like you don't realize. You basically gave Greta Gerwig a loaded gun and said, yeah. "Do what you want with it." And yeah. you're like, "Okay, are you sure I want to do that?" Yep, and then well, you're going to mess it up. They, so I wonder if they have Oppenheimer sense, Actually, figures. Jason just put it, execs, man. So in a sense, the Ewok scene problem you have of them <laughs> yes. acting like a bunch of idiots yes. actually could be correct. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough, absolutely. Now, like, it doesn't it, work in a movie. It doesn't work in a story. <laughs> there it is. But it is a thing. Yes, and Caesar just put up the link for the uh, Barney movie they're making with Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> yes, hysterical. What? I know, I know, but Daniel Kaluuya is amazing. Um, but so I think I'm going to pitch this: oh. the home run for me of Barbie, right? Isn't that it's done so well for Mattel, and it isn't that like the studios are going to figure out, oh, now we can bubble. Like the 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 home run for that movie is right the on. fact that Lily is writing a script that we'll be making. Like yeah, she will be. That will. is actually what that movie means to me that like, movie means yes like that is it, it, a young artist inspired by this movie to go create art and we're gonna ah. do it. we're gonna do it right yes well guaranteed absolutely. absolutely we're gonna help we're gonna help with the writing i was like we're gonna help you with the writing that in case is it's a present, so but. exciting to me and i'm okay. so excited for her that is terrific i'm gonna terrific. ask her to make sure she turns that thing around and so that's yeah. fantastic that is like I that's have, the true value of that movie for me go ahead eric I have a question for you. Yes. And this is not that I don't want to talk about Lily because I think she's wonderful and awesome. And I'd like to be part of that film if you guys shoot it. But You are going to be part of it. You are critical. The, the thing is, we don't really talk about this a lot on the show, but I thought about it when I was sitting in the movies because I did the movie Thursday night and then last night. Trailers. What did you think of some of the trailers? I saw Meg 2 last night. I was like, what the? It, no, they that, literally jumped the shark. Uh, okay, hang on. I'm gonna say, I'm, 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 it's true, literally. Brady cannot wait to watch Meg 2. But there are other ones. I cannot wait to watch Meg 2, and you know why? The director of Meg 2, and Caesars uh, is gonna be excited if he doesn't know it already, is Ben Wheatley. What? Ben Wheatley. I know that is, name. Yeah, he did, uh, like, a, a Field in England and Kill List and, uh, uh, oh, what's the other great one? Oh, and, uh, fuck. It's just like, he's one of the great, most prolific weirdo indie filmmakers of all time. Uh, uh, what's the, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, I knew you'd be excited. Caesar's excited. I'm so excited. Okay. Like, that movie's going right, to be trash, right, but right. it's a great other director. Films, the there trailers. were other ones. The, the, the Blue Beetle. Oh, that looks bad. That looks, that like looks a bad movie. That looks really yes. bad. That was like the kid that was stung. Yes. That, that looks horrible. terrible. That, looks that like was the one that I'll made tell you me what nauseous. I am excited about. 
Trolls. It's weird. No, no, not trolls. <laughs> trolls is no, no, no. Those no. Are turtles. No, <laughs> no turtles. I'm not excited about. I'm excited about the the the, the holdovers. Holdovers. Yeah, what I is that? that one. That's another Alexander Payne film. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, that, I, I just saw by that. The way, that was great. That, that was great. reminded me of the thing that I've been working on. I know. Like, Go for it. Talk, talk, talk. Tell talk the story. Yes. But I was like, wait a minute. That, I mean, because I remember pitching something, not that story, but just like, oh, early 70s. They're like, that's crazy. And it's like, yeah, wait dude, a minute. This, no, that, it's dude, perfect. I, was I thought like, of you when I saw that trailer, Eric, and I was like, I am so excited. And it's Alexander Payne and it's yes, got, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Giamatti. I, Paul I know Giamatti. all about that. I went, I went away to school. So did you. So like, I literally know about the, the, be- the beauty of that trailer. I did not go away to school, but you did. <laughs> that you know, that trailer is that I did not, it's, no. it's very subtle in its 70, 70s-ness until these key moments. The font. Right? The font, which is amazing. The font is yeah, amazing. it's called Cooper. It is perfect. And the freeze frame on Giamatti's face at the end, at the end is like, yeah. that was a bullet to my heart. It. No, I was no. Like, that so, 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 yes. so there are certain trailers that I was like, this is terrible. And then I saw the holdovers and I'm like, because... Alexander Payne, like Nebraska, was like, oh. yeah, it's a little let down. It's a let down. He's a great let filmmaker. Down. That was no, a but I loved, I loved. He's a great filmmaker. Lo- yeah. So yeah, Descendants. <laughs> and we, and he's been great. on our Descent. He's been on our podcast several times, right? Between yeah. No, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. No, yes. No, no. Ron DeSantis. Okay. All right, Descendants. All right. So, 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 so. Uh, but that, Eric, that was a great segue to talk about the trailers coming out and, and the things we saw because that was. There was some stuff there that I was like, ugh, right? And when I saw yeah. Avatar, it was just a load of crap trailers when oh, they yeah. came out. It's so like it's so painful. Ant Man and all that yeah. other crap. Like the the when I like the, the the for me the pain one was uh I actually hear that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is actually quite good, which is it so looks cool. It looks it's pretty stop good. Stop motion e yeah. like yeah, it has that flavor, which might well work. they're trying to I think they're trying to do the Spider Verse thing. They're totally emulating Spider Verse, and I totally go for it. Like okay. it, well, it, it sure. looks so much but better, but it has you know? a good cast. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be funny. The but the Trolls trailer was so fucking long i'm like there's no way the movie is any longer no, than this trailer no, no it was written by an ai i mean it was like seriously like this is this is neil blomkamp's trailer yeah oh yeah yeah no um uh that that is supposed which one to be was that one grand turismo is neil is neil Wait, blomkamp neil blomkamp is yes. doing grand turismo and it's gotten good reviews I was like, what because is Brady happening? Because Brady and I were like, that doesn't sound like a good movie. Like, no, it, I, it looks dumb to me, but it looks apparently dumb to me. you made a good movie again. All right. Well, I am, I am holding judgment. We'll see. We'll I am see. holding we'll see. judgment. Okay. I, yeah, there's, there are a few filmmakers I want to make another great film. Oh, that's Neil. Neil Blunt. Yeah, that's it. That's Neil. Yeah, yeah but no, it, I, I have a feeling that he's got some good ones in him. Yes. Uh, he's also, incredibly talented. He just well, hasn't hit well, the... He, you know what's interesting about him is also he sort of... You know, after after uh, Elysium, he was like fucks Hollywood, right? And he yeah, wanted to right. make his own. He went. He he wanted to break the system, like yes. you had talked about. Yep. Yep. Which turns out is really hard. It's it's if you if you and integrate with the system, yes, exactly. If you integrate with the system at all, you will lose. That's what yeah. I think. Well, so that's the reason that Oppenheimer. What's yeah, that? you're right. Eric, it, th- that's what just, Appenheimer just is, is about. Just play yeah, integrating to the system. If you don't, you're screwed. Yep, that's yeah. how it is, man. 
but yeah, no, I was, uh, I was, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about Meg, Meg too, especially the tagline. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm excited that you were excited about I, it like, because part of me was like, I can't believe they fucking I thought at I w- the end jumped the actual shark. Jumped like, the they actual actually shark. jumped the yeah. shark. Like, dude, I was like, I like I'm watching I did, the movie. That's not the a mistake. That's up. not a mistake. That no, they're, they're doing it yes, on purpose, dude. But like, absolutely. When, when I saw Ben Wheatley, because just flashes up for a second, directed by Ben Wheatley, I was like, am am I dreaming? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, Greta Gerwig directing Barbie makes some kind of sense. Ben Wheatley right. directing The Meg 2 doesn't make any sense at all. All right. I'm going to, all right. I'll, I'll go. Brady, we're going to go see Meg 2 together. Yes. That's it. Going to see The Meg 2 together. Uh, he's got when? plans. He's got plans already. <laughs> this Saturday? <laughs> nice. Next Saturday. Nice. All right. Good. Can I go? All right. I uh, cannot wait. I cannot wait. Ben Wheatley, man. Yeah, if you were go see High Rise. Uh, Caesar just put up High Rise, another well, great one. Okay, that's great. And this great. just goes to show that like people can take IP movies or yep. f- stupid franchises and that's make right. it their own. This is Ben Wheatley's make it Barbie moment, own, right? <laughs> right. And so you can take Barbie and say, that's "I'm right. going to make this into the ultra feminist movie." Yes. And first of all, whoever the fuck hired her to do Barbie. No, that, yeah, someone's that, a genius. That, someone's somewhere. a genius, right? Genius. Like, oh, it yeah, wasn't the you know? woman that did the the uh, Bud Light. No. Yep. Um, by the way, isn't Gran Turismo essentially Billy Elliot? <laughs> essentially, yes. That's what it's right. My son, he's going to write cars. <laughs> yeah, he writes cars. You're going to go to trade school. No, I want to play, you play I video games. Just nothing, I, I want to write cars. <laughs> They're just in front of a screen. <laughs> I want to drive really fast. That is a savable moment. That's going to become a uh, vertical video. I'm just telling you that right now. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. All right. Thank you guys. Uh, listen, we've wrapped it up. We've gone our three hours. Uh, uh, we, I think this was uh, honestly speaking, I didn't know how it was going to go. What, what do you didn't know how it's go? It's like, because oh, I thought this? it's going to be a yell fest, honestly. Yeah, who knows? It's going to be, but like, I, how would I it took, be a yell fest? It's like, I, I, a took, I took a moment for some personal movie. examination. I discovered the, the, the I problem did the same in my heart. Thing. I did the same thing. I came into because it with open we, arms. You, because Eric, <laughs> you, honestly, Eric, you've always been kind of like the meh guy. And then Dan and I get into these heated yeah. discussions about stuff. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. I'm the meh guy? Like, I don't know. The guy who kind of like, I don't care. If it, with, with a with a big movie, you'll find the good stuff in it. Like that's that's Look, true. I don't think it's I don't care. Um, I just like what I like. You have a good yeah. balance. You have a good balance of looking at things. You don't take it too personally. Right. You don't take and it I, as personally. I, that's the way I, I say. It. I see a glint of Return of the Jedi in something, and I set the whole house on fire. No, 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 no. <laughs> just to clarify, I do. I watch everything. I like stuff, but I have a very distinct eye in a mm-hmm. sense of like I like what I like. And that fuels me to move forward. Absolutely. And so when it's like, eh, it's like, I don't give a shit because it's crap or this or that. Right. Like yep. But you don't take it personally. Right. Well, it's, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I, I used to take things personally, but I don't, I can't, it's, you it's can't just spend the energy anymore. Yeah. Well, no, it's just because it takes away from your time as a creator. This is true. See, like if you look, this is well, a I can't afford that. to learn. I can't see that. That's <laughs> beautiful. Look at that. Nice. Right? Lovely, lovely. But the thing is, I also did that stuff for you, Chris, while we were talking. I love That's it. Lovely. Right? I did all the characters. Awesome. 
So we are uh, uh, just uh, since you guys have stuck with us this long, either you're in the uh, in the stream or you're uh, you, you are in the uh, um, uh, or listening to the podcast. Uh, the three of us are actually working on some big stuff together. We are actually yeah, exciting. very, we, we, and we, it is apparently expanded quite largely, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where like, I'm almost feel like the Greta Gerwig moment, like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> yep. uh, but we're going to do some amazing uh, things together and I'm excited about it. And, uh, I'm going to make, sure that we uh we execute this in some ways uh uh, and 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 so got some big uh people behind it and uh we are uh going to expand on it and so uh i can't wait yeah as it comes we're going to start revealing more and more as we go Mm -hmm. um but uh use this as an excuse to say to people (laughs) by the way you guys should pay attention to these guys because things are going to start happening that's right it's going to start actually happening and it's worth it yeah it's not a Pogs film, no. It, don't <laughs> now, now. Now that's going to screw up our Pogs contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to make something, uh, and uh, I, I, uh, l- let me put it this way: I am actually traveling the globe, and uh, th- for the next few months, and a lot of that is involved in this. So I'm yeah, like, it's going to be it's holy be cool. crap! Like, I'm like, I didn't realize I'm. <laughs> This yep. is happening. And Dan and I are going to spend a lot of time uh, in front of a, uh, uh, a virtual camera Oh, I'm next so week. fucking pumped about this. This is going to be great. This yeah, is gonna so be great. we're going to be doing some virtual camera stuff. And uh, Eric is going to be helping us a lot. And I actually may have to talk to you about that later. But anyway. Oh, wait. Hey, can, uh, can I uh, plug you on uh, my new podcast? We'll plug both of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is, uh, and first of all, plug your new podcast. I'm very excited. I have a new podcast that just started up um, that is called Love It. You can find it on my YouTube channel. Very at much in the Martini Giant brand ideas of things. Yes, this is, yes. I love this idea. This Keep is going. it's it's very fun. Uh, there's a beautiful opening episode where I got to interview uh, my friend uh, James Paris, who's a director, and it's Fabulous really person. lovely. Um, and uh, I, I also conducted uh, a uh, an excellent uh, time uh, interview with uh, both Chris and another one with Eric coming down the pike. Chris will be up this uh, Wednesday. And I don't want to spoil what he talks about, but it's something he talks about on this podcast quite a, a bit. lot. <laughs> if you can take, I mean, ask you people like, like, uh, Jason and Caesar are still in chat. Like, what is the number one thing I talk about that I absolutely love that is not necessarily about movies? Mm-hmm. Just going to put it that way. And that's probably good. <laughs> that's if you nail it, it you nail it. That's what I can talk about. And, uh, uh yep. Uh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> on the newsy. Oh, Caesar was a good answer, though. That's true. Next episode. Next episode. Next episode. Episode. Next one. But, uh, but I do want to say that it was hilarious because uh, Daniel said, it's like, oh, these are half hour episodes and it seems impossible for <laughs> you and I to have a conversation that's less than two hours. This is a, this is really, really good. I've, I've, I feel, I feel quite, um, full of, of, uh, charming knowledge about fly, fly fishing now. It's really excellent. Yeah. It's a very, so very good. Guys, we'll hear about that. And then Eric has a fabulous episode. He told me a brief, brief preview of it's it, but I great. didn't. It's actually but I good. don't want to hear anything more. I know yeah. what the subject is, uh, uh, but I, I, I'm excited to hear. It was a lovely his, time, really beautiful. Yeah. So I'm very excited to put that so one. Yours, out on yours are coming out um, once a week too, right? You're going to try to put yes. these out once a week. Okay, yep. great. Yep. great, great. But thanks for All checking right. it out. There it is, guys. That was fun.
That was, was fun. So go check it out. If you want to see Love It, it's on Daniel's YouTube channel and it's just called Love It. Um, so check it out there. And then, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I am probably going to be too busy to do a podcast next few weeks. I know you're traveling. When are you starting to travel, Daniel? Um, I think that's going to be after the 14th. Okay. Um, well, we'll talk about that. So yeah. m- next week we'll either do a podcast or do a watch party. We haven't done a watch Dan, party I in a long time. I sent something in Founders. Oh, thank okay. you. Okay. Great. We haven't done a watch party in a long time, so uh, uh, check us out. Just make sure to check us out on our uh, on our Discord uh, for all of that information. At that uh, our Discord is in our in our uh, YouTube link. Yep. But otherwise, thanks for joining us for Barbenheimer. Uh, I was I have been excited about this. For, since we said like, we got to do this right away, that's and, a good one. And we all we one. all buckled up and watched the movies. Eric, you did them all in record time. Thank you for doing this one. I think it was a great episode. I'm going to go back episode. to Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and get a, a ticket times. for seventy I really millimeter. Loved it. The visuals yeah. were incredible. I, I actually want to go see the. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. distracted. I want to get a soundtrack. Just did you hear my the house. story yeah. about the, about the guy who bought the ticket at? Uh, who went viral on, on social, like Twitter or whatever, or, or he bought a ticket to Oppenheimer mm-hmm. on 70, uh, uh, on, on the IMAX screen, right? Mm-hmm. And he showed a picture of the ticket he bought. You know, you know how you see all the, the, the seats? Yeah. He yeah, bought right. the front row middle seat. <laughs> God, why? why? And, then, and then it's all oh, empty behind no. him. And he's like, yeah. I'm seeing this. I'm doing it full on. And <laughs> so now, so, so it's, got, like, it's been retinal problems. It went, yeah. it went into like the whole, it went viral on the internet and people keep showing pictures of, uh, of what's his name? Fosti of, um, uh, with the sunglasses going, nah. <laughs> just looking at the explosion That's head great. on. I like that a lot. That's good. Oh, oh it's man. so great. Yep. It's there so great. Go. All right. I'm ready for it. I'm sorry. I, I had to digress into all those stories, but That's those right. are so cool. That was a good, good show tonight. That I was loved fun. it. That was I good. loved it. And I'm glad we were able to share those experiences and we were able to talk through all of our issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Very deep, deep, deep cuts, deep cuts, deep cuts. Eric, you're wonderful. I love you. And, uh, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Are you guys ready? Yes. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.